Hello everyone, we're um, we're back for another commentary episode, um, and we're doing Guardians of the Galaxy. So, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is in the theatres right now. We loved it, we saw it more than once, but we thought we'd do a commentary on uh, on the first one, which we also loved. Uh, came out of, well I wouldn't say came out of nowhere, but I know a lot of people were spectacle about it, because uh, they weren't sure uh, whether it was going to you know do as well as the Avengers, because no one had heard of them, hadn't they? Yeah, we'll get into that. Like it was a it was a shocker for a lot of people. Even people who yeah. like the comics are like, "Wow, this movie's good." Yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, we'll we'll get you guys synced up with us. So we're going to press space bar and start the film. We're just we've got just got the Blu-ray here. Yeah, for everybody so we'll, who doesn't know, this movie doesn't have a start credit. It doesn't have like yeah. the titles first. It just goes straight in from black. Yeah. So we'll do uh we'll do a quick uh 1 2 3 space bar. And then uh, we're playing. We're playing here, man. Still a black screen. There's nothing happening. Yeah, we'll just let you know. So Earth 1988. Yep. It was a good year. I remember it well. (laughs) The thing about the start of this movie that got me was this is probably the most down-to-earth scene that's happened in a Marvel movie so far. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's pretty pretty nice. Well... I mean, it's yeah, it's it it gets you, gets you in the feels, doesn't it? Yeah, like I don't think what did we have before this? Like you said, there was Avengers, and there was Iron Man one, two, and three, and whatever. It's just this is this is supposed to be the craziest spacefaring movie. Yeah, but they go straight into just like a kid in a hospital and like cancer, and it's like a pretty strong opening moment in the movie. Yeah, and you don't usually get that in Marvel movies, so. Yeah, everyone thinks of this movie as like the big spacefaring talking raccoon one, but sure, there's a real heart to this film. No, there definitely is, and I wasn't sure what to expect either. So yeah, seeing this opening, like you just said, I was I was a little bit surprised. Yeah, I had no idea. But the only thing I knew from Guardians of the Guardians was they're in Infinity Gauntlet, like from the '90s. I remember reading the comic. Okay, yeah, yeah. So like, I was going to ask you if you if you followed the comics, right? Yeah, now. but I never followed them enough to know like who Star Lord's real dad is, or right, you know, Jason of Spartak or whatever it is. So I it's, it's like, going. It'll be interesting watching this uh, after seeing the second one as well. Just uh, a, a couple of callbacks and see see how uh, how closely they integrated the films. You know, yeah. I mean, they weren't done too far apart anyway. No, but still, and it's one of those few Marvel movies where it's the same director, like writer and director. Yeah. So um this this uh commentary is going to be a spoiler for Guardians 2 as well yeah. or and it's it also is? going to be a commentary spoiler for Guardians 3 because we're just that good. We're just that good. Yeah. Well yeah, I was uh, <laughs> the reason why I mentioned that is because you see this scene and it's obviously emotional for him, but you find out in number 2 how she got there, you know? Yeah. So that's like makes number 2 even more, you know, when that got revealed, everyone's just like, "Whoa, what the heck, you know?" Yeah, that was a great moment too when you yeah. find out it was because she still cares about ego in this scene. Mm. Yeah, because so. she's still saying, like, your dad's, you know, awesome and stuff. Yeah. Because she, she obviously probably didn't know. Yeah, and that, it's a big moment for uh, Peter Quill, because from here he goes running off. Like, this is a difficult mm. scene to watch. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. His mom dies, and then he runs off, and then the movie kicks off proper. But, yeah, like I said, even in the second one, when he finds out ego did this, like, that's still yeah. the core of his character. That's still who he is. Mm. Now, for me, I 
I loved all the music in this, but you're the big soundtrack guy. What did you think when you'd first watched this film? Um, I knew it was going to have... I had heard, you know, even from the trailers, I heard all the funky 80s soundtrack. So yeah. I uh, I knew it was going to be good. But you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of... Uh, do you ever play Grand Theft Auto Vice City when they had the old school... Um, so the, yeah, the think, Miami Vice one. Yeah, Miami yeah, Vice yeah. one. You know, everyone like raved about the soundtrack then and they bought it in the stores. Like, yeah. this one, uh, it just reminded me of that. It was just like, great film, but also soundtrack. Like, everyone and out. I think they released it on tape as well. So oh, yeah, that it. was it. The awesome volume mix one. I remember seeing them around. Yeah. So, yeah, I was, a, I was a big fan of it. And also, it was good. It was just different. It wasn't just like your usual, I guess, Hans Zimmer music on like an Avengers film. It was like... It put a nice little twist on it as well. Yeah, here we also, go. Also, I get the, the feeling Marvel I could, I could be wrong, but this we're seeing the credits here. But this is the new some of the new credits here. Well, like, they keep changing it, but uh, I think that was one of the first times they introduced that style of it. Yeah, but they, yeah, they, they've still made it bigger now. So now it's Marvel, and Studios is right studios, beside it, yeah. real big. Oh, here we go. Twenty six years later. Twenty six. Yeah, like you look at how much this has influenced the last couple of years of filmmaking yeah uh, especially trailers and obviously like you get the shitty films like suicide squad that do throwing in songs the whole time yeah and then everybody else is trying to make like that 80s vibe but yeah you're completely right and even thor's taking some uh thor ragnarok's taking because right now like art direction wise like i love the fact that that font is yellow and it really sticks out and he's on this dirty kind of planet yeah and this scene here as well just with uh you know, they're setting kind of that usual Avengers or hero tone with, like, Dark Planet, it's raining, uh, the music, but then it just takes takes a turn, doesn't it, in a yeah. second? I think and that's I what that. people don't get about it, though, is that it's... It it knows... it Because the writer and director can do what he wanted with it, you get that great mm. freedom. But then there's also the point of everything that everyone's trying to copy, like the 80s vibe and the music. Like, it makes sense in this movie. It's not just stuck in there. It's not just for a fad, you know, just to, oh, we need to be different. It's actually part of its DNA, isn't it? Yeah, like he left Earth when he was, what, 10 or something. Yeah, yeah. So he has no references except for when he was in the 80s from 1988. Mm. So that's why he can keep making jokes about Knight Rider and, you know, David Hasselhoff. (laughs) Because that's all he's got. It's not a a gimmick. No, it it literally is when he left Earth. That was what was going on. Yeah, and it's the same like... yeah, uh, even like call out. Sorry, just to um, we can't uh, keep talking. To, One yeah, of us talks. The, that's it. To the Zune, <laughs> you know, in the second film, they were like, "Yeah, Zune, yeah. it holds this many songs." Like he's like being introduced to some of the newer, newer shit. But yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. newer shit that everyone else is still laughing at. He just doesn't know anything about it. Yeah, good old Chris Pratt. Oh yeah, the man was just carved out of charisma. Couple of facts here uh, that I found interesting. You can find these facts on the web, but I found these ones. Uh, James Gunn just, uh, he didn't even uh, need an audition from Chris Pratt. Like, they did have him do an audition, right. but he wasn't even there to watch it because he just knew that Chris Pratt was going to be perfect bow, for the role. Bow, 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 bow. I think everybody realized what type of movie it is with this shot. Exactly, yeah. That just, then you know where you are with that. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's that kind of movie. It's not. Actually, it was, it's in a minute where he kicks these guys. Yeah. Because <laughs> you think, like, he might be like, oh, these little guys. Boom. I love that. Yeah. But I was watching the movie in the cinema, and when that title came up, I was like, right, this film's over. It cannot, it can end now. Because yeah. you have to have such balls to make that shot. Mm. 
that I'm like, oh yeah, this I, I'm I'm totally trusting what this guy's gonna do with this movie now. And it's kind of sad that two hasn't got as much love, but at the same time, this did everything first, so it's really hard. It did. That's the thing; it's hard to follow it. It it came out of nowhere. A lot of people are like, who are the Guardians of the Galaxy? Like they knew they knew the Avengers, they knew Iron Man and stuff. And yeah. Iron Man apparently was gonna show show up in this film. Um, there was gonna be some kind of cameo or something. Yeah, but, um, I wouldn't be surprised. Marvel getting but, all worried. Yeah, but uh, no, I mean it did did tremendously well for people just you know not knowing really what the film was about. The second one, like the second one, I've seen it twice and I just can't wait for it to come out on DVD. I really want to watch it again. Yeah, same. So, I've seen it twice now. I was like, how? I mean, I've seen this film like so many times. It's great. We're Marvel fanboys, though. That's the way. It is. I forget the actor's name, but the guy that comes in in the second, he's from Gladiator, isn't he? Jimon, you know Jimon Houston. Yeah, he's he's great. It was good to see him uh, as a bad guy as well. He's, yeah. he's a great actor. The thing about this as well, when I'm thinking about, it, is that Chris Pratt was a nobody, mm. and like James Gunn was not. He hadn't done a big Marvel movie before. Like he's got mm. lots of great little movies, but I guess yeah, because Chris Pratt got known in uh, Parks and Rec, didn't he? Yeah, like, but even then, big. like. Yeah, he got known, but he's not like known. It now. wasn't like crazy, crazy big. No, this is the film that gave him a career, really, a Hollywood yeah. career. Because he did Jurassic Park after this, didn't he? Jurassic World, yeah. Jurassic World. Sorry. Oh yeah, like this then, blew him up. It's like everybody saw him in this, and like, oh my god, this guy's amazing. He's charming. Yeah. He's funny. He's I haven't seen him talent. in. Um, he's in Zero Dark Thirty, isn't he? Apparently, that's the role that he lost a lot of weight for and got into shape for. Yeah, but um, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't know he's in unless. You knew it was him. You know what I mean? He's just like a covered-up marine kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think he has a beard in, it, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. But yeah, he's not anybody. Like they didn't. It's not like Jimon Houston's kind of a big actor, but you don't even mm. recognize his face. Yeah, yeah. Zoe Saldana, you might know. I like Star Lord. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so good. And he's a killer too. Like, I know they kind of model him on that Han Solo idea of like he'll yeah, shoot first. Yeah. yeah. But it's definitely a departure from. Not that the other Marvel characters don't kill, but this is. It's in outer space and they kill a lot of people. Yeah, totally. They don't just go for the. Oh, he's going to incapacitate them. Which was an interesting turnaround. They never kind of linger on it, but like, Star Lord will kill you. <laughs> like straight out he doesn't give he a shit he would shoot you in the face yeah he, like point blank and say I love this little little magnet device or whatever yeah. it was like everything also. in it's kind of original it's kind of like a nice neat touch yeah yeah his helmet as well like I love that keeping him keeping him breathing yeah although they talked about that with the there's the scene later on obviously people have seen it where he's where out he, in space he's out in space and he doesn't yeah. die mm. and that could be because because he's Ego's son, yeah, and yeah. he's got those god powers. Yeah, he's actually more powerful than a normal human. But yeah, totally. He's never really dealt with a normal human, so he's he's never yeah, he's obviously never tried to be out in space without the helmet as well. So yeah, like he doesn't know. Yeah, he'd never think of. Like he doesn't know what he can and can't do because he left mm. Earth before. He kind of realized what was normal. Yeah. So he's probably stronger and faster than a regular guy. Or at least able to live out in space for a bit. There's also some Ooh. good CG in this. Oh, there's the, the little, troll. <laughs> you saw the little troll there. Yeah? There he is again. Yeah. It's just those great little touches of a director who's like, oh yeah, I know where I'm going with this. Yeah, yeah. 
I think this is your favorite Marvel movie, isn't it? Um, this one is. I also really like Thor as well, the original Thor. I love that one. Oh yeah, that's one I go to a lot. <laughs> but like number two of this, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, is like is up there as well, just because it's so funny. I just love all the little one-liners. Yeah. This is great. He just doesn't know who I the hell this. she is. <laughs> so good. He, you know, he reminds me a little bit there of James T. Kirk from the uh, reboot of the Star Trek as well. Oh, yeah, the Chris you know, Pine like kind of... bit of a womanizer kind yeah. of thing. Well, that was another in-joke, because she's green, and Kirk always sleeps with green girls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so he's trying to make the fun. And, like, there's yeah. another thing about the music's cool in it, mm. but it's his music. Yeah. It doesn't just, just come out of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. It's not them saying, like, hey, let's just play this funky track, you know? It's like, no, it's just a cassette tape. They were all from that era, you know? Yeah, and he's playing it as they're flying off, and that's what they play over the set. I know it's a little thing, but that's kind of... Those are the details that make a movie for me. Like, mm. it, it's not just, oh, we'll put in a cool song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, okay, he's playing that song on his track. He does such a good job of Gondi. Oh, yeah, Michael Rooker. Another, another and thing And he loves I that was- role. He loves kicking around in that. Oh yeah, I, I read that he wasn't. Um, uh, he was actually going to another spoiler, but he was actually going to die in this film. That oh was, really? That was that was the original plan was to kill him off in this, but then they they obviously kept him on, which I think is good because it means a bit more the way they told his story in this. Especially in in number two, it continues it, and then when he does die, you're you're properly like, oh my god, yeah, you know. Yeah, because he doesn't do anything in this to redeem himself. Yeah, exactly. He's got the little. It's almost like they the wrote end. it as a two-parter, you know. Like yeah. this, this is the intro and then the outro. Yeah, I These wonder how much great. he must have known some of the things going ahead, like what was going to happen. Mm. Like ego was Quill's dad because they they have that in here where it's like, oh, you've got light inside you and stuff like that. Mm. Although that's something we should bring up about Guardians too. Now that we're here and the film's going yeah. a bit quiet, I was thinking about it after I saw it the second time. Yeah, and. Do you remember uh, in this film they show the the celestials on the planet and they blow it up? They're like that uh, giant red thing. Uh, yes, yeah, 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 I do. So celestials are like these big, powerful gods. But in the second one, Ego says he he's the only one. He's all alone. Right. And he's been around for millions of years. So I'm thinking, are all the celestials dead? Is that like it? It's just it's a nerd. Yeah. It's just a nerdy comic thing, but I'm like, oh, that's weird because celestials are gods. You're not technically able to kill them. Yeah. Yeah, maybe they're all wiped out. I don't yeah. know. It's like, or maybe you just couldn't find any, or like, <laughs> he's a reject, and they're like, oh god, this yeah. this floating like brain. Me. Yeah. I thought they did a good job of this. Is it Ronin? Ronin. Ronin. Yeah. Ronin. Yeah. I thought they did a pretty good job of him. Like even this 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 beginning bit where they smash his face in. Yeah. Uh, like it's he's pretty brutal actually. Well, it's a great opening or introduction to the character. She's like, oh, this guy's a complete monster. He's a bloody nutcase. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they didn't, then, they didn't do a Walking Dead and wait thirteen episodes for him to smash yeah. someone's head in. Yeah. Yeah. It's like here you go. Negan. This is the guy. First time out. Yeah. Boom. Kind of like this has got some uh, blade vibes going on with the blood pouring down. Yeah, although that's the thing. I remember watching it. And I've watched this a few times. I, it seems like there was something supposed to happen there, mm. or like You're that right. was supposed to like work into something, and it never, never does anything. Yeah, they don't really explain that, do they? Yeah, it seemed like it was some sort of ritual, and then it's just like ah, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, he's got like a good, like a menacing voice, and then like the whole Thanos thing, and he's like pissed off of him. Yeah, it's it's a good kind of relationship going on here. 
Yeah, like this is the one we talked about it after Guardians Two, which we'll probably reference a lot and piss people off. The, yeah, this one does introduce Thanos and like have him more a part of it, and like they weren't originally going to do that either. They yeah. were they almost cut him from it, but they wanted to link the universes. They wanted to link the films, you yeah, know? which is great because that's what Marvel are really good at. Yeah, and obviously the Infinity Stone is in it. But the second yeah. one doesn't have any of that. Like, it doesn't connect to Thanos or... No, it's, doesn't it's do anything. really... It's it's on its own. It's like its own little film. Yeah. Which I was surprised by, which I've said before. So, we've only got one more movie. Well, you we got Spider-Man, but that doesn't count. You got Black Panther, and then we're into Infinity War. I know. Can't or no, wait. Thor, Black Panther, Oh, Thor, Infinity yeah, yeah, War. Thor, yeah. Yeah, Thor's going to be great. Thor's going to have to do all the heavy lifting. I think it will do as well. I think it's really going to be the, the connector of the universes. Yeah. I think this is the kind of movie that people would have liked. <laughs> oh, good old Rocket. Like, this is the <laughs> kind of movie everyone wanted Thor to... Thor 2. I can't even say it. Through. <laughs> Ragnarok. Dark World. No, like, Dark World oh, should have... second one. Yeah, Should have yeah. been like this, which was kind of bigger and crazier. Mm. But now that they've gotten away with this one, and they got away with two... Yeah. You can see it in Ragnarok. They're just like, yep, yeah, we're on a different planet. There's blue people and there's green people and there's everything's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I just think with Thor, the second one, they were kind of like, oh, we can't take too many risks. We have to put it on Earth and we have to be like, you know, everything had to take place on Earth and make sense. Right, yeah. Whereas now you can just like, ah, oh, we're going anywhere. We're doing anything. <laughs> we can have all types of font. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, What was I going to say? Yeah, Rocket is Bradley Cooper, isn't it? Yeah. I don't even so, know if he knew what he was doing when he got this role. Like I've seen him in interviews. He's like he didn't sure. meet any of the cast. No, until, yeah, like, he, he's just on his own, like in a room, just yeah. like recording. But when he when he was recording his roles, like his his parts and stuff, apparently he was so animated that they used his face for uh, motion capture as well. Oh, just cool. because they were like, oh wow, you know, like when he's screaming or he's saying something to Groot, uh, they were using his face and they put little balls or beads or whatever to capture it. Yeah, which is kind of cool. So. He's definitely, yeah, like he does a great job in it, but it just seems to me like it was just a paycheck. Not that it was just a paycheck, but it was definitely like, hey, do you want to be in a Marvel movie? He's like, uh, sure. maybe. What, what do I have yeah. to do? Just go in this room for two hours. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it definitely helps the franchise just saying like, hey, uh, you know, Bradley Cooper's in this, you know? And yeah. they probably wanted that because it was coming out and no one really knew the, the Guardians. So they had Chris Pratt, obviously. That was going to be great. And I, we're... I, I, they did a great job with the cast, actually, for a new movie that not, not a lot of people know about. Yeah. Like, there's nobody in this that's uh, going to hold the movie on their own. Mm. Like, you can't just say, oh, Leonardo DiCaprio's Star-Lord. You're like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. The, um, the thing I was going to mention, though, was Vin Diesel is obviously Groot's voice. Everybody knows that. And that's kind of like a, a jokey thing of like, oh, Vin Diesel is doing the voice of Groot. And then you find out yeah. he only says three words in the whole movie. I know. Or I four. Know, he says four words in the whole movie. Yeah, it's nuts, man. And like, then you have Bradley Cooper has to do a real job, so a whole thing. Well, one thing Vin Diesel did do is that he did his lines in different languages as well. Oh so yeah, he actually did. Well, because he only had three words, with him, <laughs> yeah. so he did. I think he did them in like Spanish and Russian and stuff. I don't know how many languages, but he definitely did them in different languages. Just sweet Groot. <laughs> and he'd also um, go to the premieres um, on on the stilts that he wore. So he'd look really tall. So he, he loved the stilts, so he'd, he'd walk around the premieres like that. But was he on set? I don't think he was on set for any of this. No, I don't think he was. I don't think he was or Bradley, to be honest. No, because I, in- I know yeah, I know Rocket was done by Sean Gunn, James right. Gunn's brother. Okay. Who's actually in it. He's in. He's a Craglin. 
Oh yeah, okay. He's he's a Yondu psychic. Oh cool. The guy at the end of the second one who has uh, the arrowhead. The arrow, yeah, he he's good actually. I could notice yeah. that they they he had some good like uh, one-liners and stuff. Yeah, but he's on say he wears like the big green gimp suit. Mm. They see them wearing like the Andy Circus thing. Okay. And there's funny shots of like him sitting beside Dave Batista, and like Dave Batista has to pet his head and stuff. <laughs> the uh, the other thing I was just gonna say with Vin Diesel was, I think the deal was Vin Diesel did this so that he could get a proper Marvel job down the road. Oh yeah. Like he wants to be a superhero. Right. But as this is, as we're watching this this week, the Inhumans trailer dropped. I don't know if you saw it. We're doing a mini podcast in the middle of the episode, in the middle of the yeah, commentary. Yeah. The Inhumans is like mutants. They live yeah. on the moon. I didn't watch the trailer yet, but I know it's got Ramsey from Game of Thrones, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But that's a yeah. TV show now. Yeah, That yeah. was supposed to be a movie at one point with Vin oh, Diesel really? playing the king. Oh, wow. So I wonder what's going on now with Vin Diesel because he's... Pro- I just want to know what in general what's going on. He's I know he's doing another triple X <laughs> and, and the last one was just awful. Just, one thing I just got to mention here is how brutal is the fact that she just cut his arms off and she doesn't know that they grow back. Yeah, exactly. That's so that, that's pretty brutal. They're all <laughs> they're all bastards, really. I know. With such a yeah. great way of telling a story, which makes me again pissed off at films like Suicide Squad because mm. everyone gets introduced as the story's going along. We don't spend yeah. twenty minutes like we're twenty minutes in and now. Yeah. We didn't spend the first twenty minutes listening to bloody. This is Peter Quill, and he's from Earth, and no, you know they they explained it like as. As the action and, and story was is, is continuing, yeah, Whereas, it wasn't just like a, a slow, slow start. No, and then you have like this little scene where they're in. What's it? They're then they have a little backstory where they're giving them not the interrogation. What's it? The lineup mm. where they're like it's like the police lineups on Earth, and they have like all the all their crimes and what they've got, which was the trailer originally. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. They were they were uh, holding the cards up, and then he did the middle finger and stuff, didn't he? Yeah, the a holes. <laughs> the a holes, yeah. And Glenn Close is in this. Like, she's a big name, but yeah, yeah, she's one of those little cameo roles. I don't think. Oh, totally. Is she in the second one? Um, I don't think so. Everyone's think... just listening, going, "Shut up about the second one. You're not watching the, the second it's one." It's the other dude. I can't remember his name. Man, the guy from Brothers and all that lot. Oh yeah, John C. Riley's in it. Yeah, and Peter Serafinowitz. I can't Here believe they killed him off. Some trailers. He's in it, yeah. Yeah. John C. Riley's a legend. Yeah, our friend from uh, Shaun of the Dead in the shower, yeah? Yep. <laughs> yeah. He's on the new Amazon show, The Tick. I don't know if you remember the original. Never even heard of it. All right. We'll, we'll move have on. We'll talk about move it on. in the podcast. <laughs> Rocket. Yeah, apparently it says, warning, tend- uh, tendency to bite. Just there. <laughs> yeah, there's some little jokes in there and everything. Yeah, like you can see his arms kind of growing back now. Yeah, it's so cool. I love this. He's just like, all right, guys. I'd say at some point they're going to have to show a whole planet of Groots, right? I guess, yeah, that would be pretty cool in the third one, like if if he comes back or I don't know. Do you reckon in the third one, I think we already talked about it, but is he going to be a teenager? No, I think he's grown up because, oh yeah, it's, shut up about the second one. Everyone's telling us now. At the end of the second one, the credits... He's a teenager. Yeah. But the the second one takes place a month after this one. Okay. Like one or two months. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember you saying that. Yeah, yeah, but in the Marvel Universe, time works in the real world. So 
Yeah. A movie that take comes out in 2014 takes place in mm. 2014. Mm. So when this comes out, the third one comes out in whatever, 2018, it'll be three or four years later. Right, right. Because it'll have to take place after Infinity War. Yeah, so is he a raccoon from Earth that they made into that? Or is there like That's raccoons on other planets? Because yeah. he he, he's calling himself a raccoon. So. Well, he, yeah, hate, he, he hates being called a raccoon. Yeah. But um, does that but mean must... somebody went to Earth and took a raccoon and experimented on them? Probably. He'll probably, he'll probably have like a little black story. They'll probably like flash back to it or something. Yeah. If anybody out there knows the origin of that, just send us a tweet. Mm. At Rant and Bollocks. Apparently, I was doing a little bit of research, and he was like, he's based on some like UK raccoon character called Oreo, but I don't know. Uh, I have I no idea look, what that is. I didn't look into it any further. I was like, okay. So, that's a pretty quick grow back on his arms, right? It is actually. That's a they're pretty much back, aren't they? Right now. Yeah. So it's taken him a while to to grow all the way back. But it's a nice <laughs> little piece of foreshadowing that he does grow back. So later yeah. on. Once he's the little baby Groot, you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I love it. I love that he just stepped in there. He's just like, that is my music. Yeah. And you can understand how important it is to him. Yeah. It's like his last gift from his mom kind of thing. Yeah. Or the last thing from Earth thing. Yeah, and you can see the music matters to him. Like, it's it's that part of, like, they don't just stick this music in there. Mm. It's like, oh, this matters to this character. This is what he cares about. And then the other guy's just looking at him like he's a bloody nutcase. Yeah. And the goopy crap just to show off how toned Chris Pratt yeah. got. He pretty much, I think he said in an interview, like he just worked out like an hour before. So yeah, so he was just like, okay, this is me. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, time to eat some pizza. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the trick. You got to work out. Like, what's his name? Uh, Henry Cavill, when he's doing Man of Steel. Yeah. He says like he, he had gotten the schedule with his coach and they knew exactly what day they were going to shoot his shirtless scene right so they worked out to the day what his routine was going to be so right up until he runs out from behind the shed he yeah. was working out because you do like uh isn't it like water retention or something where like you uh, yeah you I, just I, dehydrate yourself yeah i think hugh jackman was doing that as well for wolverine yeah you just don't eat you don't drink any water and then like you'd look ripped as fuck yeah. But then you're about ready to pass out. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And this is... There's a weird thing here now that's happening. Shut up about the second one! But in yeah. the second one, there was a scene cut out with... Uh, I don't, there's His name in the, car- in the comics is Wonder Man. That's the character's name. Mm. He's an actor in the Marvel Universe. He's actually an actor. Simon, Simon Williams. Okay. Who was supposed to be played by the actor who's playing this bad character here i don't know if you can recognize his uh voice um i already know this one because i did some research as well oh look <laughs> at you first you're talking time about you- the blue you're talking about blue dude yeah blue dude yeah 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 but um it's uh uh i don't watch the uh, tv series but it's from uh I'm trying <laughs> to remember the tv series i'm just seeing if you did your research did you do your damn yeah. research oh i did i did you didn't you're lying can tell you're lying <laughs> but he did the voice of this and then he was supposed to be in the second one as um right simon williams they had like scenes from set or photos from the set of like yeah. fake posters he did like oh, a, yeah. he did a steve jobs autobiography kind of thing oh cool so 
they're going to have him that. And then everyone's like, oh, so that means he's going to be back and he's going to be in the movies. Mm. But it's like, no, no, it's just just uh, a little cameo kind of thing. His name's Nathan something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. That's the one. Nathan yeah. Fillion, but he's in this as the voice. He's in the voice for the voice, but what was the TV series uh, he was in that was so popular and that everyone wanted more of? Castle? No, there's another one. Nah, that's Firefly. Firefly, that's yeah. the one, yeah. And then they did that film as yeah. well. So. Like, Nathan's a good friend of, like, directors. Directors are always using him again and again. So he's a good friend mm. of Joss Whedon. Yeah, yeah. So he used him in Buffy. He used him in firefly you know he's used them all along but he's also friends with uh james gunn he's been in uh slither and i think he's been in another james gunn film okay and it's the same with michael rooker who plays yondu he's been i think he's been in every single james gunn movie i think he's like his lucky charm or something <laughs> or maybe that's his brother but i know there's a lot of directors have that nowadays Mm. what's his name J.J. Abrams has like his lucky charm actor that he tries to get oh, in yeah. every movie oh really and when he was doing the original Star Trek this will be a shout out to your missus so she might know this fact yeah he couldn't get the actor in to do a role he didn't have enough time he's oh, okay. like I can't I can't do the movie without him so what they did is do you know the young Kirk comes out of the car yep I know exactly the dad yeah. on the the dad who's given out to him the stepdad that's yeah the actor i can't remember his name now but right they got the actor and it's like okay now he's in the movie now i'm happy oh nice anyway that's, that's a, cool a different movie let's get back to that this is movie a different film. this Here's is one interesting fact which is fairly obvious drax uh never has a shirt on the entire film <laughs> <laughs> also drax is gray not green which they've established because he was also um uh batista uh, he was like super, super happy to be in a Marvel film. Apparently, yeah. So he was like, uh, when he got a call saying that like, you got the part, he was like, bloody over overjoyed because uh, he's just always wanted to be in a comic book, yeah, uh, uh, film and stuff. So yeah, he's a bit of a nerd, that guy. I know he collects lunchboxes. He does, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were watching that on Jimmy Kimmel or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's pretty funny. And this, this is he's a- even he's even better in number two. Yeah, like obviously wrestler we're not talking about number two yeah wrestler in a, yeah this is what we're doing commentary on number two right yeah and then on number two we'll talk about this film <laughs> but in this film like this is his first big film yeah and he's a wrestler so you're kind of like oh what's what's it going to be like yeah but obviously by the, by the end of this film they're like oh man this guy's good yeah yeah and then on the second one they're just like just give him more stuff to do give him more stuff definitely there yeah. was one film I watched the other day and I was just like, I, I was a little bit annoyed by it. I watched the A Team. I love the A Team, but the oh, guy yeah. that played uh, Mr. T, you know, he was the UFC fighter. Yeah, Rashad Evans. And I'm Evans. like, sure, no, he's not Rashad pop- Evans. Um, Rampage Jackson. Rampage. Yeah. Uh, I just, I, I, I wasn't a fan of him actually. Uh, the first time I watched it, I didn't think it was too bad, but the second or third time, I was like, nah. They, I think they could have got someone better, and yeah. I, I think they just chose him because he was popular at the time, but. Whereas Dave Batista, like he's he's awesome. Like he's obviously a great wrestler, but yeah. he really does help this film, and he's incredible in number two as well. So I'm like, if they were, chose to like get got rid of him, I'd be like, no, don't do that. Yeah. Whereas uh, Rampage, I'm like, yeah, you can get rid of him. I don't <laughs> care. That's a uh, that scene there that's happening with the whole throat thing. That that's mm. the audition scene. Oh okay. Yeah, if you can go on YouTube, you can find it. Uh, oh shit, I didn't know that. Chris I'm Pratt and Dave up. Batista. I'm going to have to look that up because this is hilarious, actually. And there's actually, it's pretty good because they have a little bit of an improv moment. Right. 
or something about you slept with a Raxtavarian or whatever it is. I can't pronounce it. And then Chris Pratt starts improving. You see Batista starts to do a little bit too. Oh, wow. I was like, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see them being good. A Raxtavarian. It's <laughs> take a while to do his... Um his makeup. Do his makeup or whatever. I think it's like four hours or something. I think, and then you got Chris Pratt, who literally just walks on set. <laughs> yeah. Now nah, he takes like six hours in the morning to look like that. <laughs> it's a lot of effort. Twenty-two prisons. That's a lot of prisons to break out of. Oh yeah. You think after the first one, they kind of want to be like, "We got to watch this goddamn raccoon." Yeah, this isn't looking good. Yeah, after three or four, he's still breaking out. You're like, oh, come on, lads. <laughs> you guys have really balls this up. You know he breaks out of prisons. He's like that yeah. prison break guy, but in raccoon form. Why do you form. put him in the prison with the hole behind the toilet? Why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the thing about the film is it's always got the influences of Star Wars and Indiana Jones. Mm. But it's so good at just making them a part of it that this is the film everyone's stealing from now yeah no i know like at no point in this movie did i think it was ripping off anything else no no i didn't think so at all and 2014 as well so it was yeah three four years ago so 50 years ago 57 years ago i'm giving us a lot of longevity so maybe people <laughs> listen to us longer they'll come back and be like oh they recorded this in 2032 got someone knocking at your door or something i don't know what's going on someone's doing some <laughs> bloody work fair enough who's working on the long weekend for everybody just know it's the canada day long weekend for us yeah happy canada day yeah that's why we decided to watch a happy movie a good movie because next week we're watching a piece of shit yeah we're going to be doing a few more rant films because we've done a lot of happy ones well not happy but ones that we enjoy and we we like giving facts about but we're going back to yeah. Going bollocks back to rants, yeah. And shite. Well, I guess these are bollocks films, because these are films that we like, so there's no point in watching us comment mm. over them, because we're just ruining movies that are already good. <laughs> so they decided they they were going to put Thanos in, and they put him in, and he looks like a fucking nutcase, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I'm glad they put him in, because it's like they got him introduced like really early on. I so. still don't like his introduction, though. He's just kind of sitting on this a chair. Is, this is one thing... I don't know if I'm being stupid here or what, but so he's obviously CGI there, but he's going to be, what's your face? You James know, Brolin. Chosen. Is yeah, that not so Brolin? I thought Brolin was cast already. He was. He's cast as uh, Cable as well, isn't he? Yeah, he's Cable in Deadpool too. Yeah, but so I'm guessing when they introduce him, he's he's not going to be that CGI CGI guy anymore. He's going to be, um, he's just going to be uh, the actor instead of this. You know? Is that not him there now? I don't think so. That, that to me was CGI it's CGI but is it not like face capture CGI I don't know I could, I could be wrong I could be wrong we're going to have to look that up it's, that's impossible we we're never wrong so, I love that <laughs> yeah, I need this guy's leg yeah. so good <laughs> this is so good because you kind of like they're setting up the scene you're like okay yeah. this is going to be good there's going to be yeah, they're going to be getting out of this prison. It's going to be like a nice long scene, and it's like group just goes off right now, just to starts starts it all off. Not Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Yeah, I just checked it. Josh Brolin. He is Thanos in this. Oh, really? So that's what he's going to look like. Oh, okay, okay, fair enough. The other like, thing I mean, is like this makes fun of. Sorry, you're just making fun of like this scene is great, but it's making fun of those kind of scenes where they do all the planning, 
yeah. then the plan just goes out the window because Groot just takes it. <laughs> I know, yeah. He's just going up there right yeah. now, giving it a nice little go. Yeah, it's like that Ocean's Eleven thing of like, okay, we're going to do this and that and that. And then like you see this montage, but it's like, no, that's not happening. We're yeah. just going to do a one shot and we're just going to have to improvise. <laughs> leg that's some great CG on that rocket though. I know yeah they do a really good job actually they were just watching it we've gone that I know we've gone into that quiet time of like yeah we're just gonna watch the movie we're gonna enjoy the film that we like yeah I'm watching it and I was like this is definitely a film I've watched like seven or eight times now I'm, I'm the same yeah it's definitely been close to ten and it's here we go his first words or second or something same words <laughs> the same ones but it's it's weird how I don't know it's against it the problem I always make about bloody Hollywood and all that but they had a guy who was in control of writing directing he co-wrote it with uh, someone else Nicole Perlman but James Gunn was said alright here make the movie you want to make with these characters that we don't care about. And it made like a hundred million bajillion dollars. Yeah. But that's not the thing anybody took away from it. Everybody watches and they saw, oh, he put pop music in. And that's it. It's like, no, <laughs> it's not just because he put a song in, you stupid fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's because he actually had the control to make the movie he wanted to make. And then could have fun with it. Mm. And then it becomes one of the most successful and popular movies. So I don't understand why they still have this mentality with the studios of like, I'm thinking of, you know, Fantastic Four might be a bad example, but where they just step in and change everything to make it fit. Sure. Because there's... Yeah, they're almost like, they're forcing it in, whereas this one, it's just like, no, it makes sense that they're playing that music and it's this 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 style and this theme, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely got really good comedy moments in it as well. Yeah. Like, it just goes so, so well with it. Oh, yeah, like, uh, James Gunn's definitely got that down. I said it before, like if you can do comedy and you can do action, then you're pretty much all set to do a Marvel movie. Yeah, sure. But yeah, yeah. he stands out because he also puts in heart into the movies. So it'll be interesting like what he's going to do after Guardians 3. Because no doubt this is a lot of fun to make these movies. <laughs> but after doing three in a row... Yeah. You know, are they going to give him a different Marvel character? Yeah, true. Because that's... He'll, gonna... wa- he'll want to try something different and, and, you know, change up his, uh, the the usual, the usual role. Like, they'll, they might give him something completely different. Like, I don't know, like, uh, is it Captain Marvel or whatever? Yeah, Captain Marvel, maybe. I think they're going to try and make Captain Marvel very heroic, though. Like, mm. I, I think they're going to make her the new... Not Superman, New. like Captain America kind of character. Sure, yeah, yeah. So having the kind of comedy thing might not work. Might not work as much, yeah. It, it's also interesting to see where they're going to go tonally. Because this film and two, like it's going to be a bit of a leap getting from Civil War to this, to make Infinity War. I know, I know. But I don't know where the films are going to go after Infinity War. Because it's nearly 100% that someone's dying in Infinity War. Which also, is, who, like, is it after? Because Infinity War is split into two, so is the Guardians of the Galaxy three after the second one as well? well? I don't know that. Maybe because 
because I'm just wondering whether if Thanos has been taken down or not. Yeah, whether or not because they're going to be able to do a brand also, new story. It's almost like who, what kind of enemy do you, you just kill that guy? Like, that guy's dead. I know, he, he He's flew so into that wall <laughs> so friggin' fast. This is some other good one-liners from him in here. Yeah, although they're kind of hard to hear, I guess. Just the way he delivers them with so deadpan. <laughs> That's all humor as well. Oh, yeah. I love it. You got like Groot in the what background, did he look just like? kind of looking around, just just doing his own little thing. Yeah, like that's a fully CG character, and they're just kind of like just sit him in the background. Yeah, they're just like, oh, just have him, you know, looking at a wire, trying to eat it or something. Yeah, like twenty years ago, that would have been the biggest shot in the whole movie. Yeah, hero <laughs> shot. goes over my head <laughs> so good yeah <laughs> yeah just a solid solid casting I don't know how they figured out Batista could do that no I know it's just the comedy timing to come from him is great I hope he does something big I hope he gets like some new roles and stuff yeah I'm trying to think what else uh, what else has he done oh this is one thing I didn't know that he had done um, was he was actually he's done another film with uh, Vin Diesel oh yeah do you know which one it is uh, it was the one one in the past The Witch's Apprentice I don't know uh, <laughs> Riddick he was in Riddick with Vin Diesel oh was he yeah he must have been one of like the, I guess one of the bad dudes but... oh he's in Spectre too isn't he oh he is in Spectre yeah he's yeah, the yeah. henchman with the nail thing yeah he's pretty good in that actually yeah he's scary as fuck because he's yeah. giant big bad guy it's <laughs> <laughs> the other thing about being Dave Batista. Like, he could definitely, because he's done this where he's shown he can do comedy, mm. I think he can break out of the normal I think so. I think dumb right. bad guy roles, but he could definitely still do the big strong guy. You know, like The Rock. The Rock has got the charm that he can play a hero and not just yeah. have to play the nasty guy. Yeah. But it'd be interesting. I want to see how The Rock does if they actually go ahead and do Black Adam. Yeah, I know, I know. I was I was uh, talking about him the other day, just as in like I do love the rock, but I feel like he's 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 in so many things now, so many things. It's like uh, he he's so good in like Fast and Furious. I'm just not sure how good he is in Jumanji, and then yeah. he's you know he's tried like the Scorpion King, and that. he's, he's kind of playing Rampage it a bit and, safe now. So yeah, he is. He's he's becoming like the Nicolas Cage or the Tom Cruise of just action <laughs> films. Hey, don't don't badmouth Tom Cruise, even though apparently yeah, Tom Cruise is alright. He's alright. Everyone shits on Tom Cruise, but he's got a he's got a quality track record. Nicholas Cage, though, he's he's gone off the radar. Oh, he's he's insane now. Yeah, I can't remember the last Nicholas Cage film I seen. He was going to be Superman. Yeah, he was going to be Superman. That was probably the last movie I saw. I saw the the death and life of Superman, the documentary okay. all about what happened with that and everything oh cool it's real interesting for like hmm. nerds and even film guys and just how it all fell apart right right but that was like that was getting made that was right up there it would have been pretty strange because that was tim burton it was yeah tim burton who did batman and batman returns oh wow because oh, of course it was of course it was yeah because yeah, he's the biggest director of comic book movies so we'll get him but you're just like holy shit that would have been a weird-ass Superman movie. It definitely would have been. Maybe it would have been great. Maybe. 
no one else has been made and managed to make a good Superman movie. So, don't know. Tim Burton <laughs> couldn't have a chance. Anyone can have a go. Are they dead? They're dead. <laughs> yeah. Well, is that gun just frying their faces off, or are that is it like a stun gun? I think there's two settings, but I think he's killing them. I know. He, he's he's See, kind he's, of yeah. He's just, he's a bit stunned. No, he's dead. No, that's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure if he's dead or not. Well, it does kill people because he killed the guys at the start with it. Mm. So maybe that's just. Yeah, it's probably like a little version. bit like a phaser in uh, phaser. What the hell's um, a phaser? Phaser. I don't know why I called it phaser, but Star <laughs> in Star Wars Trek. Fan. Good old Star Trek. Your favorite. Here we go. Some more music, just settling in. We, yeah. we, he just killed some people in this corridor. And now, <laughs> now he's getting his music back, isn't he? Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, like he's beating him to death with the Infinity Stone. <laughs> That's in the little orb. Clonk. <laughs> I wonder how they managed to do anything with the CG in the background, though. Like, if you're just going to stick in a character, you're going to be like, do we have to stand somebody there, or we'll just make them <laughs> fix it in post? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, yeah. We'll just fix that in post. Yeah, they say like that, you said, I say like, that a lot. We'll just put... Groot in the background. It's like, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll just put Groot in there. Yeah, no, who's no, going to do the editing of that? Yeah. So. That must get... be the worst, the worst thing you could hear on set. It's like, we'll just do it in post. We'll just do it in post. Yeah, it's like, yeah, uh, yeah. we're going to be in post for three years, guys. Yeah, this film's not coming out. <laughs> yeah. I'm w- watching this again now with more of an eye because we can barely hear it, but I'm watching it. Mm. Like, the visuals in this are damn impressive. Oh, yeah. They do... They do a really good job of the lighting and, uh, yeah, just even that space scene there, getting the colors right. Even, you know, where they are right now, they've got, like, a little green light in the back there and just, just the mood. It all comes across really nicely. Yeah, like James Gunn, he really, he stepped up. That's what i got to say. Like, his other films, have you seen Slither or I've not seen Super? Slither. I've heard, I've heard a lot about it. Uh, heard a lot about? <laughs> i heard a lot about it. It's probably not good for you to be drinking so heavily when we're doing these commentaries. <laughs> Just or drink more, vodka. so then you'll sound sober. Just straight vodka. <laughs> don't even drink vodka. I don't even know why I said that. But he's like, he's gone from doing very modest to low budget movies mm. to doing this, and he just seems it just seems natural. It doesn't seem like he's afraid of the fact there's a big set or that there's. Oh, I think it's when you this. when you introduce uh, when you like give someone a task like this to do. You know, like he just naturally just stepped up for it. Some people would panic and they'd be like, ah. And then maybe you might see them trying too hard, but he just stepped up to the role and did it. Did yeah. it really nicely. Like I don't know if anybody's seen Super. Who's watching that? Super is the movie he did with um, oh Rain Wilson, the guy from the American Office. Okay, Dwight Dwight Schrute, mm. and that's just like a real low budget film. Michael Rooker's in it as well. It's about a guy who just wants to be a superhero, so he gets a costume and he goes around trying to solve crimes. Sure. But it takes this weird tonal shift. Like, it goes from kind of innocent to being, like, he has no superpowers. He's just, like, right. a, it's just like a Batman kind of thing. Mm. So what he does, he just gets a giant monkey wrench, and he beats people's heads in. And it's just, <laughs> like, killing criminals and stuff. Wow. Like, it just takes this weird shift. But, like, that was the film he did just before this one. So I'm just thinking that I'm, like, what guy at Marvel was, like, oh, we definitely have to give this guy... 150 million dollars to make a giant movie mm. but you know he did a great job 
pulled it off. Yeah. So there has um, to be some like obviously he's a great writer. He's written a lot, so yeah. I, I would guess that he came along had like a good script. He said, "If you want to make this script, then you have to let me direct it." How much uh you cuz you know more about this area, but how much would he have got paid for this? Like compared to say an actor, you know. Like I, I don't know how much Chris Pratt would have got paid, but I'm just um wondering because of, you know, the whole Wonder Woman stuff that came out recently. Apparently she got paid 300,000 for her role. Yeah. But then uh Robert Downey Jr got like 50 million for Iron Man. I'm not sure if it was the first one or whatever, but um she's asking for a, a heck of a lot more for Wonder Woman 2, which they're they're gonna make but how much does a director make uh obviously it's not they're not on screen but they're making the film yeah. is it is it like is it still the way it pretty, usually pretty good? usually works on i think the director's guild of america has like a union uh rule of like you make five percent of the budget so, okay so All the right. way it's supposed to work is five percent of the budget goes to the writer five percent of the budget goes to the director and then ten percent goes to the producer interesting but that doesn't happen anymore because if you're making a 150 million dollar movie five percent of that is what seven seven and a half million dollars so they're not paying that to a director yeah yeah and not like not on the first go so with all these marvel movies and the general idea of franchises now is like you sign a contract and it's like for the first movie you get this then the second movie we're going to bump it up then mm. the third movie, you get a bunch of it. Because that's what happened. Everyone's making a big deal of uh, Gal Gadot's low pay. But yeah, that's what... I think Chris Evans got 400000 for the first Captain America. Oh, he did? Okay, okay. Yeah, because they're saying, all right, you'll make 400000 on the first one. Mm. But on the second one, you'll make $4 million, Yeah, yeah. And then on the third one, you'll make $40 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's kind of what Robert Downey Jr. did. He just played that a, a lot stronger. He's like... You know what? I want thirty million plus. I want X amount of money. Sure. Once the film makes this much money, and he has the pull to do that. <clears throat> yeah, but he's not stupid. Like he's not going in there saying, "Give me seventy-five million dollars." Yeah. He's saying, "Once this movie makes a billion dollars, then I want seventy-five million." Sure. Yeah. But he's confident enough in Avengers Two to know it's going to make a billion dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why, like, it's not that he's getting. It's not a disparity thing. That's all I'm saying. It's like I'd say Chris Pratt got maybe a quarter of a million or whatever for this movie. Mm. But for the next movie, he's going to make two million. And then on the third movie, he can be like, yeah, I want $25 million. And they'll give Mm. it to him. Yeah, makes sense. It's just a different system now because there's a lot more writing on these movies. Yeah, yeah. But the same works for the director. Like James Gunn probably got maybe a million dollars for this because he wrote and directed it. And you've got to like uh, link all the movies together as well, haven't you? Yeah, but for Guardians too, he might. I'd say James Gunn might have pulled away with thirty, forty million dollars. Oh wow! Okay, so he's making a good chunk. Yeah, so. it's just you're kind of taking a risk with it, but it's like who doesn't want to take that risk? Of course. The thing with the Wonder Woman, briefly, is that the director of that, Patty Jenkins, she didn't sign a contract like that. She signed a contract for one movie. I was going to say, because I know that the Avengers signed... Uh, but she probably signed one to say that if uh, that you will do number two. Though, no, that's it? the thing. She didn't sign that. So oh, really? They're, trying to, they're negotiating at the moment to get her back. Ah, interesting. 
So she can demand a lot more money. Of course she can, yeah. That, because that's she, almost she, like, that works in her favour. Exactly, because that's the thing. DC didn't expect her to do well, or they didn't expect her to do a good job. Well, yeah, it could have gone the other way, as in, like, it could have done really badly, but yeah. she was still in a contract to do another one. Yeah, and that's so. why, like we were saying, that's kind of the risk you're taking. Are you going to yeah. give them one movie? Yeah. And then if it's really good, they're going to come back and like, yeah, I want $50 million. Totally, yeah. But then it's the other thing of like, if the movie sucks and you want to get rid of them, you have to buy out their contract. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, at the end of the day, I'm not really crying about these millionaires. <laughs> it's like, oh, boo-hoo. Marvel have only got so many millions of dollars. Only 300,000. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Mm. Like, even here, like- the music is... it does. It's not music that's played over the scene. Yeah. The music is he's playing it for her it just happens to be a romantic song yeah good old sony walkman actually that's something to think about i wonder how much work how much money if we're going to go on that route the composer got for this film because it's not a lot of original music that's the thing yeah you're you're buying the license to the other stuff aren't you yeah it's a bit like that uh with the gaming uh podcast game that we put up wipeout they couldn't get all the original music because it was either going to well I guess it was just going to cost them a lot of money to relicense it so uh, they only got like half the track um, put on yeah same with with this like they just, I guess they just have to license the music music for the show or for the movie but there might have been a, maybe a track that they wanted and it was like you guys really charging this much you know yeah but I'm sure I'm sure when you've got a Marvel film this big they want their track to be played you know and it's also they're all tracks from the 70s and 80s yeah yeah it's not that they're not cool anymore but they're definitely not selling the big records yeah yeah but then it's like what i said at the beginning of the whole grand theft auto a lot of people went out and bought the soundtrack because they wanted because it was either the first time they were hearing that song or they just thought oh my dad used to play this song you know kind of thing same with this you know it's like this song's been around for a long time but um i have to admit i put on the gardens of the galaxy track on the weekend sometimes like their soundtrack uh, I mean, I could have put it on at any time on Spotify, but right, you just didn't. They're just bringing that, bringing the songs back. Yeah, and it's also for like the newer generation. Like I said they probably never heard these songs at all. Mm, of course, yeah. <laughs> well, they 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 would have heard them just like in a cheesy film or their parents playing it or something. Yeah, be interesting to see just how much of this, how much of the whatever the film's like two hours long. Like how much of it is. Uh, original songs like original mm. compositions <laughs> this is so great this is having a massive fight yeah and they're all drunk yeah I love this I love drunk raccoon <laughs> Grace just like that wasn't very nice yeah And even this is pretty good, like, emotionally. Like, that's a CGI character. I know, and you're kind of really feeling for him. Yeah, like, oh, poor little bastard. (laughs) Actually, I'm thinking about it now. The second one, going back to Mm. it. I think Raccoon Boy there... Rocket's like the only character who doesn't have an arc in this film. 
Mm. Everyone else gets to like go from someplace to someplace else. Right. And then in the second one, it's definitely to give him Rocket a lot more of a, you know, what's wrong with him kind of thing. Yeah, you you definitely see it for sure. Yeah, because in this one, like Gamora goes from being the bad girl to she becomes a good guy out yeah. for Thanos. He goes from being a stubborn prick to he's still a stubborn prick, but now he's like family and he's yeah gotten past uh, doing everything himself. And then Groot goes from being stupid idiot joke character to like the character everyone actually cares about. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's like, oh no, don't do it, Groot, don't do it. <laughs> and then he's back as a baby, so it's okay. But he's a new. That's a new character. That's what Gunn said. The the baby Groot isn't that Groot growing again. It's a brand new Groot. Is that is that what it is? Yeah. So it doesn't have the memories. Oh, uh, okay. I wasn't sure actually. So I guess I guess so because it's just like it's just a child in a way. Yeah. The thing about this scene that drives people mad is. James Gunn has said there's something in this scene that no one's found yet. That's oh, a, yeah? That's an Easter egg. Oh, nice. And he says that there's an Easter egg in the second one that nobody will ever find. Because he's <laughs> like he's hidden it in some way and he'll probably release yeah, it down yeah. the line. But it's weird because everyone's looked through this. They've looked at like, oh, there's Cosmo the dog. You know, Howard the duck is in it at the end. Sure. You can see one of the elves from Thor the Dark World. Yeah, you really can see a lot. But, like, people have gone through this scene frame by frame. Of course. So whatever it is must be something very strange. Yeah, it's got to be something minute. Like, yeah. that's the bone of something. Or... Yeah. And, like, there's, like, shapes that you can't see them. Like, they're standing, like, silhouettes. And, like, people have tried to guess who's in there or whatever. Yeah, there was a silhouette just a second ago behind yeah. there. And it was, but, you know, again, that could be it. But who is it? Yeah. I don't know if he's that silly. Because, like, that's not an Easter egg you can get. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things that's bugging people because we're, what, nearly four years later. I know. <laughs> yeah, they're still trying to analyze each scene. Yeah. But it's cool that he went to that much effort to put it in. Yeah, it's nice. That kind of a nice little nod to the fans or, you yeah. know, have, have a look through frame by frame. He knows people are going to go frame by frame. Yeah. I've heard people say, why was Drax so stupid to call uh, I was Ronan. just literally about to say something like that. I, I, I find it a little annoying that he went and did that but he's just so he just wants him dead but it's also he's he's still drunk oh I guess so yeah you know yeah you don't really because he's he's stumbling out of the bar and he's like yeah radio I can call so he's just doing a a stupid drunken thing isn't he so if you look at the images on the sides here the celestials are the giant they kind of look like robots giant robot creatures Mm. that destroy the planet with the big staff Oh, that yeah, thing yeah. there, yeah. Yeah. So that's what ego is. He's one of them. Right. So I don't know if they're supposed to be not god creatures or like close to god because ego's pretty close to being a god. Yeah, of course. He makes his own planet for for god's <laughs> know, sake. Yeah. yeah. I just want to see if they're gonna have them because I want the uh, I want Galactus in this universe. Mm. I want there to be a proper Galactus, big purple headed guy trying to destroy a planet. <laughs> I just love watching Rocket. Should have closed. I'm, I'm looking around the room now. I'm like, you're just trying to find Easter egg. 
Oh, and here's a little fact. He is, or at least in the comics, I think in this will be the same. He's the brother of the games master or grandmaster. Who's oh, yeah? Jeff Goldblum's character in Thor right. Ragnarok. Right. Yeah, so they're supposed to be brothers. Ah, okay. Although in the comics, they're they're more powerful. They're like celestial level. They're like, they've been around for millions of years. Whereas here, they just right. seem to be like regular guys. Oh, poor girl. All she wanted was freedom. That'll teach you. Stay in your job. Stay in your Time lane. <laughs> Boom. It's great that all the explosions are bloody purple, too. They were just like, hey, guys, we got some more budget. <laughs> make it a slow-mo. Yeah, make it a slow-mo. We can afford that. Because that, that whole shot must have been CG, right? I think so, yeah. Because you got a you got a tree carrying a raccoon. <laughs> Looking for some casting. Yep. Looking for a tree and a raccoon <laughs> that's available. That's cool. That's Cosmo the dog. He's in yeah. the comics. I, oh, he is, is he? Yeah, he, I think he's the dog that the Russians sent up and then real right. aliens took him. I think he's supposed to be intelligent, if I remember correctly. Oh, wow. As in, like, he talks now and stuff. Yeah, I think well, that's if it. If a raccoon think, talks, think, I'm sure a dog can. Yeah, I think him and Howard the Duck hate each other. Oh, God. Howard the Duck. I was so confused by that, but then did some reading up, and I know why he's kind of in there, or yeah. isn't like they just threw him in. Well, they're still a lot talking of people are about petitioning to actually have a movie. Yeah, get a movie with him. James Gunn says no, that's not happening. Yeah, I don't think he wants to waste his time on that. But that's what he, that's what he would say, isn't it? Yeah, he'd lie to us unless the money's there. Like one of the things that was supposed to be in the collector's chamber. Was the the shell, the egg cocoon thing of Adam Warlock. Yeah. Which you see at the end of the second movie. Yeah. So I was like, no, no, that's not the Easter egg. Something else something else you're missing. Right. They've all turned up. Yeah. Yeah, there's not a lot in this that makes you think Yondu's a good guy. I know, but still, even the way he's just like, well, you know, the way he's talking to him is still kind of dad-like in a yeah. way. It's just like, why did you go away kind of thing, you know? He's not just like aiming a gun at him or getting his spear and throwing it through his head. No, that's true. It's kind of benign. Yeah. He's like, I'll chase him, but I'm not going to like chase him real bad. <laughs> I love that all the gear and everything is all kind of got that 80s vibe to it. Like the metal and it's all like kind of yellowish and just some of the, some of the art design has still got that kind of retro vibe to it. Yeah, everything's got a bit of color to it and a bit of pink. Mm. It's not all dull space gray apple imax everywhere <laughs> it's also he, everything's got its a, own look to it he's so fucking pissed off isn't he yeah it's another cool little reversal because you think oh drax is gonna have a big fight with him it's like nope just kicks yeah. the shit out of him yeah yeah Yeah, imagine, like, I'm just thinking of, like, doing a scene like this, which is all CG with a few actors on a green screen sitting there. Like, yeah. you go from a movie, like, Slither, which is kind of like a little horror comedy thing, to that. I'm just like, that's a, that's a, that's a leap in skill. Like, where do, you, where do you sit down and practice this kind of stuff? Because <laughs> like, oh, I didn't like that shot. It took us three months to do that shot. It took a million dollars. Oh, okay, sorry. I, I should have explained myself better. Yeah, you should have explained yourself better, director. <laughs> you idiot. 
I also got to hand it to like Chris Pratt in this scene. He's sitting in a green screen with like a few things around him, talking to a character that's not there. I know, surrounded like, by things that aren't there. These days, actors have really got to, they've really got to act, I guess. But, yeah, because they're they're just talking mostly to no one or or a green screen, like you said. Yeah, I think that's the key. Like that's like day one of interview at Marvel stuff. It's like, all right, mm. we need you to talk to this wall for five minutes and make us yeah. believe it. Exactly. It's yeah. like what. Like, that's yep, a really good point. Go. That's probably an audition thing, isn't it? Yeah. Just talk to the green wall. Yeah, talk to the wall. Not even and the green have... wall. This is just like downtown New York. Yeah. You're just in the in the apartment, just like just talk to that wall for five minutes. And then have um have just like a bunch of people staring at you. There was actually some video that got leaked. Uh it was just like they were filming Infinity War and it was uh Benedict doing uh, his Doctor Strange in the streets. Uh someone was just filming it from their um apartment building but you could just see him and he was doing all these arm movements and you can tell that he obviously had like his shield up and all that lot You're but right. you couldn't see any of it <laughs> i was like it's just him in the middle of whatever new york just yeah. swinging his arms <laughs> arms around oh i've seen that that's the one where like they're they're doing the chase scene isn't it i think so yeah and like yeah. they all have to do a little jump because <laughs> that's supposed to be the jump into the portal yeah it's, it's really it's funny they're all like, it's nuts jump. when you uh when you do yeah you do all of that and then suddenly you see the film and you're like wow did a really good job yeah you never <laughs> even think about it but i'm thinking of like the really not bad cg but the films where it just feels like the actors are like just not there like the star wars prequels yeah where like everything was cg even the characters and there's just some scenes where you can see uh oh what's his name ewan mcgregor and you can just feel like in his eyes like he's just like what am i doing yeah he's like sitting in a fake it's just sitting in a fake green screen and just totally like, oh. like if you can't get your head around that you're just never going to be able to do like anything emotional but i guess like nowadays i wonder if that's a thing like at acting schools nowadays do they teach people how to act against green screens and fake they must shit? do dude because they, they got to change they, they change courses and everything to uh adapt to yeah 2017 yeah. just like all right putting a tennis ball on the stick I'm going to pretend it's a giant monster so you guys just react to it. But I've said this before. That's why I think a lot of British actors do better in Hollywood than American actors, especially in like the big uh, big CG blockbusters like this because a lot of them have gotten trained in like uh, RADA and the theater. Sure. And then they'll be doing that for maybe five to ten years, like learning all the tools. Of course, yeah. And just trying to imagine that you're someplace else while you're on stage when there's 400 500 people looking at you yeah yeah like that's a very specific skill of being able to take yourself out of the moment yeah and put yourself into the character's head yeah yeah and then because it's a theater you're doing that for like 30 or 40 minutes without a break like you could be on stage for the whole you know first two acts of the play and then maybe you get a five minute ten minute break and then you got to come back and do it again so if you take an actor like that, like Benedict Cumberbatch, and you take yeah. him to a movie and you say, all right, I need you to pretend that there's a monster there for the next 45 seconds. Yeah. You're like, that's easy. <laughs> like, that's it. I don't have to do it for like 40 minutes. It's like, no, no. You only have to be in the scene for 45 seconds. Then we're going to move the camera around. Yeah. It's like, wow. And I'm getting paid more money. Yeah. And I'm getting paid enough money to buy my own theater. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are. So just like Can actors a, like... Yeah. I'm doing a quick bathroom break, so uh, everyone do a shot, and you can uh, you can talk to uh, talk to everyone about 
about uh, those yeah. shots. Leave me, leave me at the quietest, saddest moment in the film. <laughs> yeah, Perfect. you just hear you, hear you crying. I'm actually just going off to cry. That's, that's... <laughs> you just can't be in the room when this happens. <laughs> I'm gonna do that later. I'm gonna leave you crying. Yeah, so maybe he's not, maybe he's not fully human when he takes this off, and that's why he doesn't die. Or maybe he is completely human, and they're not in real space because that looks like it has a kind of atmosphere to it. Can you tell that I'm overcompensating because Al's not here, so I'm not giving anybody else a chance to talk? But why don't you pipe in, dedicated listener? Tell me what you think of this movie. Give it a, let's say, a rating out of Guardians. So of five Guardians, what would you give it? Well, that was disgusting. I can't believe you said that out loud. But there you go. I still wish they didn't kill Peter Serafinowicz, though. He would have been great. I know I'm getting ahead of myself. Also, I don't want to think about this scene because it just gets me emotional. Actually, thinking of that scene now, back to the second movie, which is what we're doing a commentary on, it's kind of a nice throwback that he's sacrificing himself for Gamora, just like Yondu sacrifices his life in the same situation. Uh, Spoiler alert there, I guess. He was so brave, so heroic. <laughs> it must be so hard to pretend you're in love with Zoe Saldana. I mean, you must get paid millions of dollars to fake that. It's just so heroic. <laughs> Lovely scene to leave you with. Yeah. Shush, I'm watching Zoe Saldana. <laughs> I'm just saying, Chris Pratt's such a great actor. Like, how hard is it to fall in love with her? Like, he's just got to put everything into his role. She's uh, she's beautiful on the inside, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they got the orb. <laughs> yeah, so that guy... So the guy on the left yeah, is Craglin. his brother? James yeah, Gunn's that's brother? that's Sean Gunn. And he's also the guy who does Rocket Raccoon. Oh, that's funny. I was watching a couple of, like, uh, reading up on a couple of, like, oops things, I guess, in films. But I don't know. Like, people are super critical. But, you know, like, he just poked him in the chest there. For the rest of the film, you don't see a hole in his chest. Like, he's got no hole in his chest right now. But I don't know. Like, there's a, there's a couple of things like that. And then um, at the beginning where he's... Uh, but you got to remember, he can get whacked off a tree and be all right. So maybe he's got <laughs> yeah. super healing. Well, we saw him in number two, yeah. Like, he was... Uh, like there was a rat at the beginning of the film where Chris Rat was like talking into like a microphone and then it cuts to the scene and he's not holding it anymore. But I'm like, that's an edit. Like there's some time have gone, you know, like yeah. maybe 30 seconds has gone by and he's dropped it, you know. There's some, like we're critical people, but there's some like crazy critical people. This is like, it's a film at the end of the day. Yeah, like it's always about whether or not it's going to affect the movie like as you go along that's what kind of gets me those are the ones that I complain about of course like, I, yeah, don't, he I don't care that his hair is a different length in this shot than that shot sure but it's the things like when we go to the Alien Covenant I won't spoil it but yeah. you, you know there was a thing in that yeah there was a definite they left something out and I was like you can't do that that's that's a deliberate mistake or yes. yeah, misleading yeah. the audience like when you're doing mm. that that's when I get pissed off of course, yeah. But here it's like I, I did not even think of his hole in the chest. Of course, until no, you said, it, "I'm like, oh, okay." 
Because it yeah. doesn't matter. Like it doesn't affect anything. It's after. not going to bring down his IMDb because yeah. the hole in his chest has disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you just say he heals real fast. He's he's superhuman. I was also looking up the budget, and the budget for this is 170 million. It's 170 million dollars estimated. 170. So yeah. So for this the movie, amount. This the movie amount costs less than Super- Suicide Squad. Yeah, I know. And for the amount of like CGI, like they're in space. Also, I really like the design of that ship there. It's yeah, pretty, yeah, uh, it's pretty sweet. It's nuts. I like how it kind of turns like when they're moving. Yeah. They're still using these projectors. Yeah, like nearly every scene in this has got CG in it. I know, yeah. And the whole thing takes place in space. Uh, here's a fact I found. All right. Other people who were supposed to or not auditioned for the voice of Rocket Raccoon. David Tennant. Oh, really? H. John Benjamin, who people might okay. know from Bob's Burgers. Oh, yeah. Jim Carrey. Really? Wow. Charlotte Copley, who you saw on A-Team there. Mm. And Adam Sandler. Oh, wow. So they were considered for the role of Rocket Raccoon. Huh. That's pretty cool, actually. It is, but I wouldn't have liked any of them. I actually, think no, I, I liked- think Charlotte Copley would have done a good job. May- yeah, he might have been all right. Um, I wouldn't have. Yeah, I don't think he, I would have seen him as like a, a British David Tennant or anything like that. No, David Tennant. No. Besides, Tennant is in um. Oh crap! Bloody. Jessica Jones. You what's that? Sorry. He's in Jessica Jones. Um. David. Really? Yeah, David Tennant. He plays uh Purple Man. Ah, uh, you're right. Of course. Yeah. There we go. Beat him up. Yeah, like that's that's the way dads always treat their kids. <laughs> of course. Never mind the wooden spoon. Just jab him in the stomach. Yeah. Leaves no bruises and you can send him to school in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's another good thing about the writing in this film is that it sounds like it, another one of those obvious things, but everybody gets a joke. Yeah. But they're not all the same type of jokes. Yeah, yeah. Like, the kind of jokes that Drax makes, no one else makes that kind of dro- joke. Mm. And I know that's kind of a criticism people make of people like Joss Whedon, where everybody sort of sounds like they're making the own their same jokes. Right. But in this, you can definitely tell that each of the characters are making their own kind of jokes. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's yeah, it's not just been written for them kind of thing, and it's just like, yeah, it's all the all the same uh, style. They've all got their different, unique things. Yeah, like the humor is always from them. It's not like, oh, I need a mm. joke here, so I'm gonna make this person say it, even though it doesn't sound like something that they would say. How cool <laughs> is that arrow thing too? Yeah, I really like that. Like, and it's so weird because. It starts off and he just shows the arrow and everyone goes real quiet. And then now you see that like he whistles and the arrow moves like, oh, okay, okay, I see. <laughs> this is pretty cool. Yeah, but it's he not, uses, it's it, not uses to, it pretty well like later on, doesn't he? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, they just build to it. I think it's really... They didn't just start off being like, his arrow is the most dangerous thing in the universe. This mm. kind of shit. They're just like, oh, he's got an arrow. People are a little bit scared of the arrow. Okay, what's <laughs> this all about? 
And then when he finally does use it and he kills like whatever 20 bloody people, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. You can understand. Because like it seems ridiculous in space with these bloody rockets and not rocket the raccoon, but like actual rocket ships and yeah, space yeah. lasers that he's got an arrow. You're like, yeah. what? Why has he got an arrow? <laughs> <laughs> this is also cool. Oh, yeah, I love this one. Like, here's a great point of like the scene making something funny rather than sticking a joke in. It's like, gives him three seconds. Like, what were you going to do after three seconds? What did they have? <laughs> I love you. He's just standing on top of the ship. Yeah. He did like a similar thing in number two as well. Yeah, he's hanging at the back. Loves of getting it. out there. Yeah. You got, what were you going to do in five seconds? He's like, no, we're all good. <laughs> like here's a weird one so there's three actors there and then raccoon the raccoon would have been played by sean gunn yeah in his green suit Mm. but groot isn't there at all yeah he's not there at all so they're just yeah yeah, like that's a that's a great one some of the stuff in the background there that's probably a bit of cg on the screen sure but it's like a good set it's a nice set yeah like it's just so cool like it seems like the perfect kind of movie to be working on I love yeah I just love that two of those guys are just CGI guys and they interact with each other like so well and the the best line in this whole scene is actually improvised by Sean Gunn oh yeah the raccoon rocket stands up and he's like alright now we're all standing like a bunch of jackasses oh cool yeah he just made that up on set oh that's great I guess you can do that when your brother's the director (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't this thing it's so good so do you know about the 12% have you done your research no what's that Uh, 12% apparently uh, gets used a lot in Marvel films but it was also uh, Tony Stark used it uh, when he uh, in uh, I think Iron Man 2 or in Avengers where Pepper he was giving Pepper uh some percentage of the oh, stock yeah, power. That, yeah. So he gave her twelve percent of twelve percent of it. No, the joke. The joke in that is, uh, some like what are the chances of them going out or something like that, isn't it? Um, she. I thought she wanted part of the company or something, and he was like, "You can have twelve percent." But isn't there another joke? There's a, oh yeah, there's many. Uh, yeah. There's other ones. I'm as well. thinking of the one with Coulson. Oh, okay. in Avengers, yeah, think, where it might be that as well. Yeah. He's like, how much does he care about or something? I was like, oh, like 12% or something. And then she's like, that's going to come back and get him. And then later yeah. on, she says it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where does that like come to... from? Is there a reason they used 12%? Uh, I think they just used it for like the last few films for a while. It's probably, yeah, a bit like what you said of James Gunn. He's got like the actors or not. Uh, it wasn't James Gunn. It was, uh, you know, having his lucky actor and stuff. Yeah. So. Well, James Gunn's got it. Michael Rooker is his lucky actor. Right. So it's just like something they introduced into one of them and they were like, ah, oh, let's just keep using that number. Yeah. So. Like another also, thing... We'll, in the, we'll hear it again, I'm sure. The Marvel Phase 2. I think this is Phase 2. They, it's supposed to be a nod to Empire Strikes Back. Right. Spoiler for Empire Strikes Back there, guys, but Luke Skywalker loses his hand. Whoa. So in, I think in every Marvel movie in Phase 2, somebody loses an arm or a hand. <laughs> So you can see it like all the way along, like it. I think all the way up until Civil War, and after okay. that it stops. 
Right. But if you go through all the movies, they all lose arms or a hand at some point. And in this oh, one, wow. it's uh, obviously when Groot gets his arms chopped off. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of those Empire Strikes Back things. Oh, that's quite cool, actually. And then, I like that. yeah, Civil War is the last one where Bucky loses his arm. Right. And obviously, that's the same one where Spider-Man makes a joke about Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. When he's webbing up uh, Giant Man, aka Ant Man, <laughs> aka Scott Pym. Hearing know, some uh, decent things about the Spider-Man as well. The Spider-Man, yeah, we'll be the re- Spider-Man. Review that next week. Yes, yes. That's why everyone comes to our commentary, so they can hear about things. So that, we can talk about other films. Yeah, other films, and talk about things that'll happen next week, even though this. <laughs> This is in the future, so it's already out. So the you next already week know. is what? Yeah. I'm pretty sure if you've listened to this, you're already going to go see Spider-Man anyway. Oh, yeah. I think Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is still out, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's just still about, out. It's probably just around leaving. It's probably getting into the stage of being video on demand now. Okay, yeah. And it'll be on Netflix, and then we'll have to do that. Yeah. We'll have to yeah, do that after uh, our budget. This one's on Netflix, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. That was improvised, yeah? Yeah. That's awesome. Bunch of jackasses standing in a circle. <laughs> and once again, the music kicks in because he's listening to it on his headset. Of course, yeah. And just this week, obviously, because we're ruining time, this week, which is the future past for you listening to us now, listeners, uh, I saw and you saw Baby Driver. Oh, yes. And Baby Driver is the same in that it has lots of music in it. 70% of the film is music. Yeah. But it's all because he listens to music constantly as a character. Mm. And obviously they, the reason for that in the movie is tinnitus. Yeah. So he's got a ringing in his ear. So he plays music to drown that out. Yeah, yeah. So Good old uh, Edgar there. Yeah. Now that seems like a stupid little thing. But if you don't put that in, if you don't put in that little bit of effort, then just sticking in random pop songs just seems stupid to me. Yeah, it's pointless. Yeah. And I think... it's a, Yeah, like, it's okay to have a song in if it matches the film and it goes with it, or it's just, like, uh, I like I guess Star Trek, for instance. Or even Star Trek, they played it on the, on the thing. I was going to say the... Yeah, uh, like, even Beastie in Star Boys, Trek, which is... It. You can kind of get annoyed because it's a track from nowadays, but there's a reason that they play it. Well, actually, there is, because um, it's him, when he was in the car, he was playing Beastie Boys yep. in the first one, and then they played it in the third one. Yeah, and it's also, I mean, in that film, it makes sense, because they need something loud, and Jayla, the alien girl, yeah, she listens to that music anyway. Yeah. So yeah. they already set up that that's what she's listening to, so that's on her playlist. Totally, yeah. And it's just a stupid thing like that, but that's... That's what a screenplay is. It's all those little stupid things make up for mm. a big moment. So this whole film is just him listening to these songs. It gets you connected to the character. And then at the end of the film, it, the track is blown up. It's destroyed. So when it finally get, he finally opens that present from 26 years ago, yeah. and it's a new tape, mm. like that matters. Like it, it's now a really cool moment. It's also like we are kind of jumping ahead, but um, the end of this doesn't it say like the Guardians of the Galaxy will continue or something like that or will they return, return? Yeah, it's like that's that's pretty cheeky and bold. But I <laughs> like, I always remember that from uh, James Bond movies. Remember in James Bond movies, right? It would end and then it would go James Bond will return. 
Yeah, I guess so. And uh, sometimes yeah. they'd have a name. They'd already mm. be shooting it. Sometimes they wouldn't. Sometimes I like looking at the design of the costumes. You see those guards behind there? Like those three little prong, uh, light up thing? Oh, there. What yeah, yeah. the hell is that? Well, <laughs> it's like, the thing is, is, is... it like an Iron Man thing? You know, like That's a, their little symbol. Yeah. But one of the characters that's supposed... Not supposed to be in Marvel. That is in the Marvel Universe is uh, Nova, who's one of these guys that got like cosmic powers. Mm-hmm. And people thought, oh, so now that we're going to have these guys, maybe one of these people is going to become Nova. Mm, okay. But it hasn't happened yet. They haven't mentioned right. it. Now that they're bringing in Captain Marvel, I don't know if they're going to bring Nova in because they're kind of similar. Okay. So you don't need one of the... Yeah, like, there, you see like the ship's turning. It's got his little gears going. Turning it up. He's, he's yeah. got the burning in from going into the atmosphere. Still, that that's a, that's a weird deck. Like You can't even see out the front of it. It is. It is very odd. That's not a place you would find Captain Picard. <laughs> yeah, like I'm watching it now with a different eye. I'm like, all of this is CG. This is all computer. You just take it for granted, don't you? Yeah. We're blind. Well, and we're blind too. It's also a cool thing about this fight scene, fight scene, this uh, aerial fight scene, is that it does take place in three dimensions. Right. Like, a lot of time, the original Star Trek would be, like, face-to-face. Remember that? Sure. That's yeah, how they used yeah. to fight in space. It's like, pew, pew. That's what you mean. But I love um, now, like, tech has gotten to the point where you can have 3D fight scenes. There's One of my favorite scenes in this is when they get the wall going. We'll talk about it more when it happens, but it's just, like, it's crazy. When they build that wall of all the ships, like, yeah. super cool design, but then, like, what happens as well, it's like, bloody hell. That's a very pretty She's girl. got that iPad there. She's like, yeah. <laughs> multitasking. She's just sending out blog requests. She's like, yeah, I'm not <laughs> even caring. It's not my job. It's my day off. She's playing Mario Kart. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> they've even, they've done that in Avengers. Remember on the on board the ship, that guy's playing the game? That man is playing Galaga. Yeah. Don't pretend we didn't notice. So good. Although I saw a fan theory about that, which is funny, is that Galaga is what happens at the end of Avengers. There's all these okay. aliens coming down from the sky. Yeah. And then you have Iron Man who has to go up and shoot them all and close the portal. Mm. So it's like a it's like a weird foreshadowing. It's like, That's interesting. Oh, it's Galaga. That's what it is. Sometimes I reckon that happens and um, they don't even mean to do that. Like, I don't even know if that was on purpose or not. Yeah, I don't know if Josh Whedon wrote that. Like, Yeah. But, like, can you imagine if one of those, like, really took off and went viral online? Like, how clever is this? And then Josh Whedon's like, yep. I planned that. Yep, that was me. I did that. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes fan theories are better than the bloody film you get. Oh, yeah. Not all the time, but every now and again, there's a couple that makes you think, oh, okay, okay. That could be a good thing. It's not true, but it could be a good thing. <laughs> like, the, the biggest one I've heard was in The Matrix, Neo isn't the one. Mr. Smith is the one. Oh, yeah. And then there's one I like, which is Minority Report. Uh, spoiler for Minority Report. It's a great film. Tom Cruise, again, great track record, Alex. I know fantastic. you hate him. But you know Minority uh, Report where film. he gets arrested mm. and he gets put into the capsule? Yes, yeah. Everything that happens after that is in his dream. Ah. So the end of the movie is he fails. Right. But everything after that's him in the dream state. Because they say something like, they have pleasant dreams or like a paradise or whatever. Huh. Yeah, yeah. So he's just seeing a perfect finale. 
<laughs> I love that. He's just clapping. Yeah. Nutcase. <laughs> just like Kevin Bacon. Like, that's a great joke that she can make because it's a, a joke that we get that she doesn't see it as funny. Yeah. Like, that's a great character joke. It's like uh, Captain America and Avengers where they made another joke and he was like, I, I got that reference. I, I got, got that, that reference. Yeah, the Wizard <laughs> of Oz. Yeah. The Flying Monkeys. And then Thor is like, he he's adopted. That's something that people were saying is they could do between Chris Pratt and Chris Evans, the Chris brothers. Is that, oh, yeah. Is yeah. that the both of them are kind of, they won't get any references. Yeah. So Iron Man can make a reference to like Beyonce or something. And Captain America and Star Lord be like, what? You know, it's just one of those nice little, they're both out of time characters. Yeah, totally. Here you go. Here's your shield scene. Everybody unite! Yeah, it's like cosmic Power Rangers. It's a, it's an awesome little mechanic. I like it. Yeah. Or maybe this is like the first time they've built it. <laughs> they just hoped it works. I feel like this is something like Tony Stark would make, you know, with with his robots, and they'll be like everyone connect together. But the fact that he'd build it so there wouldn't be humans in them. <laughs> I wonder if we're gonna have robots in Infinity War. Kind of. They were going all right until he made them vicious, sociopathic, well, yeah. genocidal creatures. It went tits up. I think he's not, not in the mood for that anymore, is he? Nah, I guess. <laughs> I love Drax just holding this rocket launcher. <laughs> yeah. Here's a nice, cool little moment of like, how do we make people like Groot? Mm. It's like, oh, he'll have another little power that, if you think about it, it's kind of stupid. Yeah. But in the scene, it just works perfectly. But you just love him. Yeah, exactly. It's like in, going back to number two again, when he's the small little dude, and then the uh, scavengers, and they're like, just cook him up or beat him. And he's like, we can't do that. He's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Send him down to the tailor. Yeah. To give him a little jacket. Not scavengers, ravager, ra- ravengers? We Maybe they're ravengers, yeah. Ravagers, isn't it? I think it is ravengers, yeah. We should really know. We've watched this movie seven times, we said. <laughs> People are like you, you guys haven't watched this movie at all. You're talking about number two the whole this time. This is the first time we've ever seen. Yeah, it. we didn't know there was a first one. We thought it was called Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. We thought that was the name. Didn't know there was a first one. This dumb tree. <laughs> <laughs> so good. But this is like the heart. Like I was talking about, it's like that's a joke. Calls her a green mm. whore. She tells the shit up. And then Drax has this moment. <laughs> See what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's just a that's a great moment that other directors wouldn't have put in. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, we don't need that five seconds. I'm like, but that's the five seconds that I want to see. Because if you don't have any heart to the movie, if you don't have anybody feeling anything, then we're just watching stuff happen. Yeah. But every now and again, it's good to watch stuff happen like this. This is a good one. This just is a like a kick-ass scene. You don't need any emotion for this. I think they they needed it though, because like, just to show how powerful this blooming yeah, like, arrow is, and also why is he in charge? Yeah, why is he in charge exactly? It's <laughs> just crazy. And that's the thing. Like, you've been waiting for this for the whole movie, and it works. You're like, yes, kick the shit through. out of them. It went through the ship. Like, yeah. it found like a little place and went through. Yeah, it went through a spaceship. I love it. The spaceship just like quits. That was nothing for him. He's just like, yeah. well, because in number two, 
again we're talking about them too um yeah that seems great and the music that goes along with it as well yeah i think there's going to be a lot more movies in future who will learn from putting pop songs in but they're going to try and find new ways of like how can we make sure they're playing this on a tape recorder somewhere yeah that's why i brought a baby driver of like they have a reason for it happening of course yeah it's like you're gonna run out of reasons for it happening pretty quick Mm. which is good because i think it's getting overkill now it's like every trailer is a bloody pop song yeah like one uh suicide squad uh the song for it was actually really really popular it made the charts it was in the top 10 yeah uh and that promoted the film quite well as well so and it's like it's not dc or a marvel thing like marvel like you said they did it with thor ragnarok and Mm. uh but they didn't do it with black panther so i'm like okay maybe they're getting away from it now they have to spend their money on the uh, poster and make sure it's not fucking photoshopped yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i was actually looking at it because we had a you know one of our one of our users commented on it as well so yeah. i'm like all right i'm gonna take a closer look at this and i was and i was like oh it's not the greatest no <laughs> i thought you'd be that'd be the first thing you'd spot would be like i never saw this? it in high res i always saw it in imdb as like a little thumbnail yeah. so i was like ah whatever but in high res like jesus yes he finally got called star lord did <laughs> you just call our listeners users uh robots androids does that Which make one us we whore? We're whores. They're using <laughs> We're us. Whores. I'm a green Respect. whore because I'm Irish. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> Maybe that's what Groot will say in the third one. He'll have like a drag race. Yeah. Be like, I am Groot. <laughs> I have I don't respect. Even, <laughs> don't even like fish. <laughs> Family. Family. <laughs> it's the only other word he says. And this is pretty cool too. Like it's this kind of... Uh, aerial gun yeah like it's actually something that you think like if they had the ships like that they would actually do yeah it's like a practical way of fighting rather than trying chasing them yeah yeah just turn them into fixed turrets i like that um i think that place is filmed in london like they use some of uh, the london uh skyline skyline apparently you can see like the millennium bridge in it or something oh cool so He's definitely killing them there. Yeah, he's definitely killing them. He, <laughs> yeah, but, but his gun isn't actually on that electricity anymore, is it? It's on the yeah, yellow so, stuff. Yeah, so yeah, I guess it's like so, yeah. it's like the phaser. We solved it. Red is phaser. red is dead. Phaser, blue is phaser. Blue turns you to glue, whatever. Goodness me, phaser! I just heard <laughs> you say it, and I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Trax is growing as a person. Metaphor. I'm Mary Poppins. This is great. Yeah. Like, it's another she- one of those moments of you expect it to be another big fight, but then he ends it in a really cool way, so you're like, yep, that works. And those guys are definitely dead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in the smile. <laughs> yeah, that's what sells it. Yeah. He's just so vicious, and he's like, oh, it did good, right? I'm just thinking now of one of the plot holes is he could probably survive jumping out of this thing, right? This he's, guy? He's that strong, I think, right? Well, yeah. I mean, he does go down a bit as well. Yeah. So, like, he could just jump right out the window now, mm. hit the planet, and then it would blow up. 
Yeah, this is what I find like nuts about this scene. Like, I love that they were like holding the ship off. I love that design and everything. And then now he's—I remember watching this, thinking he is blowing all those ships up. Like, I'm like, this is nasty. This is really nasty. And it made me, uh, it made me like really fear for the world. I'm like, he could actually blow up this world. Although now I'm thinking about it, if the world blows up, doesn't he die too? I don't know. Yeah, he's got that Infinity Stone. I don't know if he can survive in just, some way in some bubble or whatever. And but even if he up. survives in a bubble, yeah, he's just going to be floating around in space till someone comes by. <laughs> but he's a, I guess that's the thing with a bad guy. Is like he's just an absolute maniac. But he does want to kill Thanos as well, doesn't he? Yeah, I guess. I, I don't think, he's thought, it through. Stone I don't think he's thought it through, Paul. Yeah, I think he's just going no, down. Yeah, I don't think he's the kind of guy who sits down. <laughs> Interesting. He's gone back to purple. He went back to purple. He's shocking all those guys. Hmm. Maybe he thought those guys just have a family. They're just doing it for the paycheck. <laughs> they're not yeah. like they're not like real thugs, you know. These guys got kids. Yeah, I'll just shock their balls off. Thanos is like cosmic ISIS. He's like real bad guy, but the rest of them are just like in it for the money. Yeah. This woman just pisses me off. There was such she a just... controversy about her when she shaved her hair for this. Oh yeah, because this is Karen Gillum. She's uh, right. I think she's in Doctor Who. She's, a, yeah, she's yeah. in um, Jumanji. We were talking about it earlier. Yeah, I know. I actually saw her uh, during a Comic-Con panel, and she had her hair, because it was yeah. for number two, I think, or something. And then I was like, whoa, I did not recognize you. Yeah. But I couldn't, rem- I couldn't understand how people were getting upset. Like, she's got beautiful red hair. Mm. And then people are like, oh, my God, she shaved her head off in this movie. I'm like, yeah, it's her hair. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. She can do literally whatever she wants. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's the like no one gives a shit when... Somebody's like, oh, Ryan Reynolds shaved his head for Deadpool or whatever. It's like, no one yeah. gives a fuck. But it's like, oh, a pretty girl shaved her head. we got to have an internet discussion about this. Yeah. I love that I love that gun that he used there. I just thought it was very makeshift, and he's just like just holding together, two yeah. hands. It was like wrapped around his waist. It wasn't just some super high-tech crappy gun. Yeah. See, like I'm looking at it now, and I'm seeing like on the gun, the little targeter red thing there. Yeah, and yeah. And I just know that that was someone like you. Just some fucking nerd who oh, spent yeah. like four months on that. It's not flashing at the frames per second that we want. Yeah, and then he's like, fix it. Like a week before the film came out, he's like, you know what? I should give it a little curve. Just yeah, in the top give it left, a little curve. Just a little curve. That little red circle, Yeah, it's not a circle. It's 90% yeah. like oval. <laughs> it's got three pixels off. We can go back. We can fix it. The purple in his eyes is the wrong purple. <laughs> But those are the kind of folks who were working on this. Like, at the end yeah. of the movies, I don't know about other people, but when a movie ends, I sit there and I watch the credits. Yeah. Because it's like, that's the least I could do for these people who have spent hundreds of hours of their lives yeah, yeah. making that little red dot just the right overly red shape. <laughs> totally. Like, they've spent so much time making sure that fire in the background is the way it is and that, that bloody landscape that we can just see for half a second is there. Mm. I know, I know. So much detail goes into it. Like, have you ever seen... There's The Incredibles, and then on the DVD of that, they have Brad Bird. There's this huge, like, two-hour making of. And I remember Uh, watching that years ago, and it was such a great documentary just to make you realize how much work goes into those Pixar films. Right, Like, any, any kind of film like that. Yeah. But for that, where the whole thing's in a computer, and they're like, oh, we have to make sure this tree... In the background, is it's not right, so we have to go back and redo it, and yeah, and you're just like, and they have to render those frames. Yeah. And it, and like in that, he was very enthusiastic about the people no one ever hears about, like the 
the programmers and the code writers who are just mm. no one ever thinks about thanking them they always thank the actors and the director he's like no no these are the real geniuses yeah these are the guys who actually make this stuff happen so yeah, the amazing thing like there were groups wrapping around them like i going back to like the acting again is like he wasn't doing that obviously so yeah. they were all like looking around and they got told that there was going to be roots wrapping around you they probably showed them concept art and stuff but yeah. that's all you've got to work with and you're like okay now he's touching you with one of his roots it's wrapping around you've got to look down and be astonished and stuff it's just like it's crazy yeah and the the scene is really emotional between a tree and a raccoon yeah like the person who's the most emotional in this scene is rocket because he realized what's happening mm. oh, it's getting me again god damn this movie Grout. Good old Groot. Like that's an amazing scene between two yeah. complete CGI characters. Yeah, I know. That's a good destruction. It's a good crash. Well, they they built it all, so it would be wrong. Yeah. You know, if they. Uh, that's where the budget just... went. One hundred sixty-five yeah. million dollars to build a city for one <laughs> shot. And you kind of think you kind of think it's over here, and you're like, okay, all right, it's and all then, done, yeah. Then we get some moves busted out. Actually, yeah, there's an outtake reel on the web as well, and there's some good outtakes at the end here, with uh, Chris Pratt doing like the dance moves and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh, and I think yeah, I've seen it with uh, Lee Pace, the guy who plays Ronan. Right. Yeah, he jumps yeah. in and he starts doing dance and everything. Yeah, yeah. Look, he doesn't have a hole in his chest. This film's a bunch of bullshit. Where is the hole in his chest? Yeah, so like, what's it called? The Milano. His ship is destroyed. Mm. And his tape player is destroyed. It's like a great end to the film. Yeah, yeah. But then the tape player is still working long enough that the one song starts playing. <laughs> that he can do the dance off. Yeah. Like, that's what I mean about the songs and the music were part of the whole movie. You can't take any of the songs out of the film, otherwise it doesn't work. This also shows you how powerful those Infinity Stones are as well. Like, yeah. It's just like, this is just one of, what is it, five or seven stones? Five? Uh, there's six. Is, is it six? Because five goes into the one, glove, two, doesn't three, it? Four. There's six, one for each knuckle, and then there's one that goes in the center. Mm. That's the green one, the reality stone. Although right. I think they've changed the colors for the thing. Let's see, let's see if my nerd skills can come back. There's... <laughs> Mind, soul, power, time, space, and reality. Yeah. And have we seen them all? I think so. I think somebody went and they found like each of them in a... Okay. Because time the, was obviously in Doctor They're only strange. guessing because they don't know. This might be the power stone. Time yeah. is definitely in Strange. I think the, <laughs> the one in Strange is green, which was traditionally the reality stone, which is the most powerful one. Hmm. And then the Mind Stone is the one that is in Vision's head. Right. Or is that the Soul Stone? Can't remember. If you go online, don't come to us for information. We're useless. <laughs> if you go online, you can see it. <laughs> I love the fact he's so confused. He's just like, I'm going to destroy the whole planet. And this idiot. What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> That's what Alex said. <laughs> 
See, it's a good ending because that's the kind of way it works. Like, he they can't defeat him, but they work together. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And then this kind of leads into the second one, but it's all about well, Guardians of the Galaxy, bitch. I'll grab this, and then this gets explained a little bit more because obviously, yeah, he's not fully human, so he can hold on to that and not just explode yeah. straight away. Which is something we have talked about, which is at the end of the second one. Spoiler alert again for that film we won't shut up about. But is this something that he can do in future, or has he lost this ability now? Like, is he um, still going to have that level of power, or is it all gone? I think it's gone. And yeah. they were alluding to it being gone. He, he, you know, he sacrificed that at the end of the film. Yeah. But you never know. They could introduce that, like, maybe he's still got, like, you know, like little bits of it here and there. Yeah. And here's the throwback all the way to the very start of the film. Oh, yeah. Like, it's cool. It's just, it's a well done script. That's what I like yeah. about the film. I like it when they when they touch each other's hands. It just like does that exploding thing. Yeah, it's like cool. Yeah. And then he's looking. He's like, "Oh bollocks!" <laughs> and the thing James Gunn was talking about for the third film is, it um, it might be by the end of the third film, it'd be a different roster of people. So like these actors and these characters won't be in the new Guardians. They keep changing. Right. Right. Sort of like Avengers, like they've changed now to Falcon and Vision and yeah. Get it, get a rocket. Boom. <laughs> yeah, so I guess Quill has enough strength to control it if he yeah. can share it with a few other people. Yeah, because he still is human. Yeah. So I think they have to keep let him keep this power because that kind of makes sense going into Infinity War. True. Because no one else is going to be able to bloody hold the damn thing. <laughs> well, you could you could argue that uh, yeah, he might do it with the arrest, uh, with the rest of the Avengers as well. Yeah, like he needs more more people. Yeah, or so. it's even just the case of the Guardians know they can do this, which means yeah. they know how valuable they are to the Avengers. Totally. So like, I could see someone like Tony Stark telling these guys to fuck off, mm. but then Quill's like, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, you need you us, can imagine you need us, bitch. Yeah. It's going to be just such a fantastic film with... Uh, I hope it's not going to be a Fantastic S- Four film. <laughs> oh, God. Got him. Got them all. Good old Stark commenting on, like, you've got a tree and you've got a raccoon. Yeah. And <laughs> it's all right. We don't need any trees. <laughs> and Spider-Man will be in it, as we've seen from the Avengers tease. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a crazy... That's What was it? Justice League is supposed to be three hours long. Everyone who's listening to this has already seen Justice League because you're listening in the future, in 2030. But that's supposed to be nearly three hours. So I'm thinking Infinity War is going to be like close to three hours as well. Yeah, I hope so because they've got a lot to tell. They've got a lot of people to introduce and yeah, a, a big story to tell. And it's been leading all the way up to this as well. So I guess I my prediction will be Thor and Strange come back from wherever they are with the Hulk and be like, "Ah, oh, shit." There's this guy named Thanos. We got to get rolling. And they just take everybody and they go off. Mm. And then midway through, they'll bump into the Guardians. Yeah, something like that. Or they'll... they'll Guardians, Guardians will either save them somehow or someone will be like Thor or, or someone else or the Collector or something will be like, I'm going to put you in contact with someone I think can help, you know? Yeah. It's interesting who they're going to follow... 
specifically. Like, it's obviously an Avengers movie, so the Guardians will be a secondary group. Like, they won't be the main focus. Yeah, and they'll, I think they'll act as a unit instead of individuals as well. So it'll be like they're helping out, but they're all like together. Yeah. It won't be like, oh, here's Drax and he's just going to do his thing. You know, it's going to be them as the unit. Yeah. So it's like them in their ship and then maybe like Drax on the outside of it kind of thing. Yeah, everybody can't get their time. Yeah. But and then I'm wondering, like, is it going to follow Tony Stark or is it going to follow Steve Rogers? I don't know. I think I think like you said, it is an Avengers film, so it'll probably do do what they've done in the past with a bit of both of them. But yeah. you never know. It depends what the goal is. Like, is Tony? If we don't know who's going, we we're pretty sure one of those guys are going. Yeah, but uh, both of them. Do both it. of them in the first yeah. ten minutes. Kill both of them. That would be amazing. <laughs> done. How good would that be? You just there'd be people on the premiere day. They would be running out of the theater to bloody ring other people, and be like they killed Tony Stark and Steve Rogers in the first ten minutes. How they blew his head off. They? <laughs> yeah. You... So back to the film that we're talking about. <laughs> so back to the film we're talking about. Yeah. He has an anomaly inside him of magic light. You're not completely human. Yeah, so that's just going back to what I was saying. He's ancient, so yeah, he's millions of years old. But they've yeah. never seen him before, so I guess he is the last celestial. Yeah. They've never yeah, yeah, seen yeah. him before that. Right. They've only got like those holograph images that the collector had. Right. Interesting. Still better have fucking Galactus in it. Oh, if they had Galactus in Infinity War. Oh my god. The possibilities mostly just have a giant purple man <laughs> <laughs> this is really corny though he's just like yeah it wasn't wrong <laughs> this is Thanos he just changes his whole bloody life's meaning yeah I also Restored. like this because I've watched it a few times and I can't tell if Rocket like the way he Bradley Cooper kind of does the voice I can't tell if he's genuinely doesn't understand the law or he's just being a little bit of a dick oh yeah 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 you know I think he's I think he's being a dick I know but I think like he says it sometimes like but what if I want it more (laughs) you know what I mean and all that background that's all London that's downtown London downtown London like that Uh, little Groot there's already got like a head and an arm (laughs) yeah Like, it does sound like a dick. I like this. What the hell are you doing over there? It sounds like you're banging. Oh, that's uh, the wife walking upstairs. Can't believe you let her in the house. I know. She's been in the tent for the whole weekend. Yeah, she should be. As is Canada's tradition. Wives stay in the tent during Canada Day. Outside the home. Look it up, people. Look it up. Look it up. Don't look it's it up. A thing. Don't look it up. <laughs> we'll get in so much trouble if that becomes something they're looking up. <laughs> there was like a chocolate bar in there as well. Like a <laughs> bounty or something. A 30-year-old Mars bar. Oh, God. <laughs> still, it's still all right. Maybe it's a Milky Way bar. <laughs> uh, that's where they come here for the jokes. 
the jokes, well, jokes and the the insight into movies that we're not currently watching. Another thing here is as she's as she's talking, it doesn't follow along the le- with the letter. Does it not? That's what people were saying. Well, I I couldn't read the letter, Alex, because unlike you, I have emotions, and there were tears in my eyes <laughs> when the scene was playing. You were wiping the tears away, just like you were after yeah. playing Wipeout. Not like you, who just reads it, being like this bitch. She's not even saying what's on the page. Bitch isn't saying it. What's wrong with her handwriting? That's why you've never seen the end of this movie. You walk out right at that moment, you're like fuck I've this. Wa- I walked out, you know, like 10 minutes ago. Yeah. Couldn't stand it. It was too much bullshit. <laughs> People can't dance. And you just walked right out. Where is he going to find the Awesome Mix Volume 3, though? It's going to be on a Zoom. Oh, it's going to be on a Zoom. Of course it is. How that, stupid of me. That holds over 300 songs. <laughs> That'd be awesome if there was 300 songs in the film. <laughs> Uh, Not really, actually. <laughs> get me again. Such a great song to end the movie on. Oh, I'm hanging up now. You should. It's just <laughs> it's just tears from now to the end of the credits. <laughs> oh, she's a dancer. Oh, and this is where he's like. I'm not too sure about this thing. He's like, I know this prick. I raised this if little. If I bastard. know Peter Quill, yeah, there's something else. Everyone's celebrating. I'm just looking at those graphics in the background. Somebody had to spend hours on that. No one noticed oh, but yeah. me. Oh, yeah. Like, even that little ball thing, that was CG, wasn't it? Like a little. Yeah, stuff. I think so. Actually, I'm not sure. It might not be. Glenn Close's hair. It could have been CG, but it's cool. Step Brothers. <laughs> I remember this happened earlier in the movie, and I thought this was going to have something to do with Groot, because, like, his house is full of plants. Oh, right. And I was like, is is he going to be the one that takes Groot or fixes Groot? I was like, no, oh, no okay. just, just has plants. Ain't no valid high enough. Just a, little, just a little nod of like, yep, yeah, respect. Yeah. <laughs> Family. Oh, now Groot's waking up. Groot. Oh, she said it. It's done. Oh. Did it. Bit of Movie buff. over. Like it. And you kick it off with one and of the And then they greatest. end. They end on such a, such an awesome thing, which went like super viral around the internet as well. Yeah. With the dancing at the end, you know? Everyone well, this loved that. Is, this is, I remember when this happened and James Gunn, they asked James Gunn, there you go, Guardians will return. James Gunn, was asked about it's like oh are they going to bring out a dancing Groot toy he sure said, well Marvel would be stupid not to now yeah because no one had any plans they didn't think this was going to take off I know but this went nuts it really did and then they had to rush them out from like whatever Funko or whoever was building it yeah and this is another callback joke because they do this in the second one as well hmm <laughs> <laughs> He does that in number two as well, doesn't he? At, some point. Yeah, at the very start of it, when Baby Groot's doing his dance, Drax lands right beside him and Groot just freezes. And then Drax gets up and he starts dancing again. Yeah. Yeah, like that was what, 20 seconds? Yeah, I know. It was that like the little, biggest thing. little bit there made them like a shit ton of money with little toys and stuff. Yeah, and it kind of made the, like the second movie. I guess 
maybe had plans to make teenager Groot or whatever, sure. but they're like, no, we want baby nah, Groot. We'll keep him as a baby, yeah. We need baby Groot, and we need him because he's adorable. We're going to put a little jacket <laughs> on him. Yeah, that was good. I hadn't, I hadn't seen that for a while. It was good to watch again. I have seen it in a couple of days, yeah. A couple of days. <laughs> we watch it every other day. So, yeah. Look at those names coming up there. That's a cast list, all right. Peter Serafinowicz. I can't believe he's dead. Why'd they kill him? He's awesome. What do you um? What do you think the IMDb on this is? By the way, ah, this one's got to be high. This people love this film. Mm. Oh, let's go for eight point. Not eight point eight. Eight point. One. It is eight point one. Yeah. Is it? It's exactly that. Yeah, yeah. with that's with seven hundred and sixty-eight thousand votes. So that's a good amount of votes as well. Whew, that is a lot good. of people who like it. Oh yeah. And then there's a bunch of people who goes, "Boo! One star. Marvel bullshit. Why doesn't it have Superman in it? <laughs> it's too jokey. He's dead. <laughs> I just don't like. Well, not don't like. I can understand people don't like Marvel movies, but at least they're getting better like this is a better movie than iron man 3 sure yeah 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 like they're they're constantly raising the bar yeah so now like films like the original iron man or the original thor they kind of look they kind of look quaint you're kind of like oh that was a nice little movie mm. even though it was still another 150 million dollar movie no, I know, but they are. Yeah, they're they're upping themselves each time, like you said. You know, they're they're not just out there to make some money and to get another movie out there. They're like, no, let's let's better it. Let's make sure that you know, Avengers is good and Avengers Two is even better and stuff. Yeah. So. Well, Infinity War's budget is like rumored to be the most expensive film ever made. Really? I've heard that. I've heard that it, it's either because they're making two of them. Yeah. I think they're splitting the budget or something like that to break it down. Oh wow! But like it could end up being about five hundred million between the two of them. Oh man! Because they have to get all the actors. They have to pay Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. They have to pay all the makeup people to make Chris Pratt look good in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Like there's a lot of bloody stars going in. Yeah. Right off the bat, that's going to cost you money. Mm. And then it also has to be the biggest superhero film ever. Right. Because Justice League is coming out. They have to make Justice League look like a fucking bunch of guys running around in cosplay. Toys R Us. Well, yeah. if Cyborg's got anything to go, <laughs> they've job done. Uh, even when we watch happy movies, we end up fucking shitting on DC movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope Justice League's awesome because I want them to put up good competition, a good fight. Yeah. I just think Avengers is next year, isn't it? Uh, yes. So whatever they're shooting, they're, yeah, because... Robert Downey Jr. their competition they're shooting it now mm. so Justice League will be out in November so definitely around I'd say the same time maybe a little bit yeah, later yeah it'll probably be around a year yeah they definitely have to be like alright we've got this much time to make the best special effects or whatever because mm. I don't even know what the budget for Justice League is Um, I don't know either it's going to be it's going to be way high though isn't it should be high because it's the thing like Batman Superman was 250 million sure and that like everyone knows their feelings on that movie but it doesn't look like <laughs> it it doesn't look like a bigger movie than this you know what um, I mean 
Yeah, no, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Like even Man of Steel looked like a bigger movie than Batman Superman because you have like right, the yeah. spaceships and you have the whole start of it with Krypton and you have yeah. the whole city getting destroyed at the end of it. Yeah, yeah. So if that was 250 million, then maybe Justice League is like 300 million. Yeah, I'm trying to look it up, but it's not it's not got the budget on it yet. No, they they don't release the budget until the film's out. Ah, uh, okay, right. Because that's what I'm saying. Like it, it, like for example, with Justice League, they're doing their reshoots at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So all that's going to factor into the final cranking budget. up the bill. Yeah, and same with Marvel with the Avengers. They, they'll have said, "Oh, we're going to spend this much money," but it could turn around that bloody Justice League is amazing. Like, oh, okay, we got to put in another twenty million dollars of effects. Yeah, we got to pay all these guys from Stereo D and 3D conversion. And all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be crazy. Oh, Lucasfilm. Skywalker sound. That's why it sounds so good. A Lucasfilm. And Disney, obviously. Who own everything. Well, for whoever made it to the end, <coughs> thanks for thanks for watching. I know some of you guys play this. Uh, play it as you watch the film. So, And I'm sure there'll be some people just skipping through. <laughs> Listening to her jabbering on. Yeah, just seeing kind of what what the heck we're doing yeah if you've gotten all the uh, way to the end find us on twitter let us know you did it by using the hashtag phasar that's that's p-h-a-s-a-r phasar do it right (laughs) get some respect (laughs) (laughs) hashtag phasar hashtag respect (laughs) but yeah thanks for watching guys and i guess listening if you're just listening to us yeah, yeah, yeah. Find us um, at Rantham Bollocks. Let us know if you like this one or Guardians 2 better. I've got a little uh, after scene here, of course. Yeah, and let us know if you actually want us, if you want Marvel to make a Howard the Duck movie. Of course, yeah. <laughs> actually, no, there's, there's actually a- I'm looking at that. That could be the Grail from the Holy Grail. I just found oh. it. I just found it. I found it. I found you the Easter it. egg. You got it. It's so random that they put him in there. Yeah, like people watching that are like, oh, I can't wait to see Captain America or whatever. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. So we All made right, it. We made it to the end. We did make it to the end. And let us know uh, if there's uh, certain films you want us to uh, do commentary on as well. Yeah, we're going to try and get them out a lot more often. Yeah. Next week we're doing a Spider-Man film. Oh, yes. For the good old new one that's coming out. Yep. Which we'll then be reviewing the week after that. Oh, yeah. Unless you're listening to this after both of those things have come out, in which case we've done them. Go back and check them out. I'm going to kick off some uh, Game of Thrones as well, I think. Oh, yeah, Game of uh, Thrones. That starts uh, on the 17th, I believe. Yeah, that's right. So, who doesn't like Game of Thrones? Oh, we'll have to talk about that tomorrow on the podcast, too. Game of Thrones? Yeah. In case nobody knows, we actually do have a podcast as well. Rant and Bollocks on iTunes and... Maybe somewhere else. I don't know. That's Al's job. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, thanks again, guys. God bless you. (laughs) Boom.